BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello and welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason. And with me as usual is Rich. Hello, Rich. What's going on? Not too much, man. And today we have an extremely special guest. First time on the program. He is one of our favorite NBA writers, Kelly Dwyer. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Let's talk hoops from so many years ago. Yes, yes. Uh, 24 years ago, in fact, we were going to be talking about the Orlando Magic and Chicago Bulls Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals in 1996. Shaq versus Jordan and a whole lot more interesting stuff going on. So, Rich, whenever you're ready, we'll start playing. All right, let's do that. So we got people on the YouTube video. You uh, should be seeing a very excited Oprah right now, I believe, uh, on your screens. But uh, if you're not, if you're on audio, uh, we will include a link as well uh, in the description. Oh, God, it went a little earlier than we thought. Okay, hold on one sec, one sec, one sec. All right. All right. So when uh, when you are ready, let me know, and I will hit uh, three, two, one, go. So. All right. Well, uh, Rich, I am ready. All right. Let's do it. Three, two, one, live. Here we go. All Exciting right. stuff. Yeah. We are amped up. The, Some, dog, uh, the dogs of the universe are amped up as well, which is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Minor. Are... So is, now is this, do we recall this being like a common like thing that was sh- shot before Bulls games? Or is this uh, something special? I mean, this is, this is, a, this is a bit much. Okay. For the third round. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> But, it, but game one, I mean, they're, they're trying to, to uh, get across the point. Uh, hi there, Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy looking hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, shirt. <laughs> that, that haircut was just everywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and th- game one was a huge blowout, so they got to get that across with Gene Siskel and, a, and some cannons <laughs> in 1812. And, and uh, you know, we, we could get into that war and whether or not the English, it was a draw and whether it was needed enough. The English aren't really into the war in 1812. They don't really recognize that. But right. that's for game three. Okay, fair enough. That, that makes sense. It, know, made, is, it made no sense, but this is a TNT game. This okay, oh, so it's not one. local. Yeah, it is TNT, so. Okay. Yeah, this is the, the, first, the first one was on NBC. Oh, by the way, Jason, do you know who's shot. commentating this game at all? Uh, I'm sorry, say, say that, that again, Rich. Rich? I, I was saying, Jason, do you know who uh, who's commentating this game? Because you're about to get very upset. It is your favorite NBA player of all time. Oh, is it Danny H? It is, is your favorite player. It's your all favorite right. executive. It's your favorite <laughs> everything. Yes. The one and only Danny Ainge, yeah. We cannot escape. We just can never no, we, I think we've literally we talked about Danny Ainge more than we've talked about any other player ever. It's probably. Like, how does it come up yeah. every time? Well, we're He's about to turn around the Phoenix Suns, so I'm going to give him a little bit of a break. Yeah. 
We'll um, we'll make a pledge to never never speak of him again. How's that sound? <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with it. Yeah. He take he takes a year off. He goes to Phoenix. He's supposed to be the the, the general, the, uh, the the GM, the personnel chief. They get off to a terrible start with their coach Cotton Fitzsimmons. He makes them run the triangle offense. Benny the Bull is everywhere, and uh, and then he essentially puts together like a, a modern team towards the end of the 96-97 season with like three guards and one small forward and Clifford Robinson out there. It was like this really cool trending forward team. Speaking of trending forward, there's the CAC, John Conkac. You got to say, say his name like Dennis Farina. You John Conkac. Uh, yeah, he had to he had to set it set it prior forward in this game because Horace Brands hurt. Horace Grant went out in the first game. Someone ran into his arm. So, because it's 1996, we're going to start Shaq up front next to seven foot John Conkat. <laughs> you can't have too many Yeah. You can't have too many big men. That's obviously the, the key to winning in the NBA in 1996. It's size. Yeah, it's as many big men as possible. Yeah, As the Bulls right. will attest to later this uh, year as they uh, yeah. won 72 games in the regular season without a dominant big man and will win the NBA championship without a dominant big man. But it's better if you have two dominant big men, you got to go for it. So. But they had a lot of non-dominant big men. They did. They have Dickie Simpkins. And yeah, you're right. right. They, yeah, they did. Yeah. So, I mean, they were rich in NDB, non-dominant bigs all over the place. Yeah, that's, you know, we're, we're, we're used to that. Okay, here's basketball in the 90s where you could not double-team anyone and everyone had to stand around their man. Now, Danny Ainge is helpfully circling all the men in the Chicago Bulls have to stand <laughs> around the blue and just watch Jack play basketball one-on-one against six foot six Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Now, there is a dope shooting shirt, Nick Anderson, who is from Chicago <laughs> and wears 25 in honor of Ben Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot, I forgot Kelly's a, a Chicago guy. I always forget that. So. Suburbs, but, uh, you know, we try to keep it somewhat real. John Conkak nails another six. John Conkak is ready, guys. The yeah. yeah. is ready. He's, he's ready for his big breakout, finally. Finally, <laughs> it's, it's like game, it's yeah. John Conkak time. Yeah. It's like the DiMaggio, you know, or, or you know, uh, uh, Tom Brady. It's that sort of thing where, like, an injury gives him that uh, opportunity to, to step in here and, and, and kickstart his, his legendary career. So, yeah, we're seeing yeah. it here, which is incredible. So, do you remember Ryan what Hill happened to from the uh, uh, pavement collection? It's uh, – I'm not going to go quite Kurt Cobain with it, but more Stephen Malthus <laughs> than anything. Yeah, but this is definitely a very Roswell nice game. Pet, you know? Yeah. Oh, there's Oprah. Hell yeah, Oprah's fired yeah. up. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Nice. Oh, everyone in the crowd's fired up. That oh, must boy. Be like, how did you – you couldn't beat the Bulls in this there. era. You couldn't beat the Bulls or Chicago in this era. We had Oprah and Michael Jordan. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfair. It is rather unfair. That's true. Frank Thomas. We had Frank Thomas, too. I mean, come on. There, there's, you know. Yeah. It was a good time. Not so good for the Cubs. We had Sosa. So, yeah. 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 Certainly stars were plenty in Chicago these days. Yeah. Oh, was this the MVP night? This is the MVP night. It is. It is. Yes. Okay. All right. How close was the race that year? It wasn't that close, right? Jordan won it pretty handily. Uh, Concac was third. The spot only starting 35 points for game, or 35 games throughout the year is yeah, you couldn't deny him. I think Penny was second. I think no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't close. He was quite good. Uh, that Jordan. He wasn't. He wasn't too bad. I you know I. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, he's best known for his years as the Washington Wizards six man. But, you know, um, I, I do think he had some strong, you know, strong elements in his career. Look at that giant tacky stadium. Yeah. <laughs> what a terrible Kelly, place to play basketball. Kelly, where are you as far as the uh, the uh, 
basketball behind the bull at center court. Are you pro or or? Because my I have a buddy who's like. <laughs> When he found out they took that basketball away, he nearly stopped watching Bulls basketball. Like, he was like, you I can't, I can't believe they a, took it away. I can't I'm like, stadium. it's not. I like, I like it, but it's not that big of a deal. My friend was like, no, I, I don't know if I could support the Bulls anymore. I'm like, hold on a minute. He's just using that as an excuse because the team is subpar. Right. But it's a, it's a Chicago Stadium label at the United Center. So right, it right. just, it doesn't make sense. Okay. So if, you're, if you're I okay could with pronounce it. the word incongruous, I, I'd say that. But okay. wow, look at all those mustaches. <laughs> Dripping with Italian beef juice, yes. Oh, like, no, good guys. Dry sandwich before the game, wet sandwich after the game. We talked about this. That's fair. That's fair. There we go. He looks happy. Giant wrought iron trophy. Yeah. Don't embarrass me seconds before I have to play a basketball game. Uh-oh, Shaq's pissed. Shaq's posture says it all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to LA, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Third to last game before he goes to LA. Yeah. Right. That yeah. doesn't say at all. Right. He only played 54 games um, this year. So definitely, I mean, they, they were still a good team, the Magic. Yeah, they've been in the finals in 95. Um, they actually won 60 games this year, but obviously they were well behind the Bulls. Oh, Cheryl in the suit. Yeah. Who else we got? Oh, Kenny with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Hardaway? And some guy with unidentified 1996 Gators. Oh, Tim Hardaway. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Oh, it's Tim Buck. That's a, Looking good. Those are Chicago yeah. natives. Right I like I like the uh, casual like leather chairs more so than the desk. Like, hey, we're just hanging out, talking hoops, guys. What's up? Like, Ernie with the leg up, you know, just kind of casual. We got some coffee cup. Yeah, I like this. Magazines strewn about. You know, it's incredible. I don't know what they're trying to get at, but it it, it's, it looks like a pitch meeting. <laughs> yeah. It looks like Kenny and Tim are coming in and pitching this, uh, you know, yeah. sitcom where one of them's a painter and the other one's a point guard. Yeah. And, and it's hip hop inspired. Yeah, it's hip hop inspired, sir. And Ernie's like, okay, okay, that's, that's good. Here you had like eight channels. You had UPNs. You had your, uh, you know, it wasn't just Channel Twenty Six back then. The NBA playoffs on TNT are brought to you by Lincoln Mercury and the Knights. So the rest of this does not have commercials. I, I did check just because I saw this part and I was like, oh dear God, because <laughs> some of these games, which I like the commercials, but they get a little long when you're like, you know, sure. it, it breaks up. So I believe this is the only commercial that we get the entire time. So it's fine. It's okay. Okay. All right. I'm glad all these brands are still around. Otherwise it'd be enervating. I mean, I'm yeah. glad Pe Pep was just chugging along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me change out uh, windshield wipers in their parking lot. Sure. It's good to know that some things, you know, stand the test of time. <laughs> Oh, the you got the cat, you got Dennis Scott. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. good times. Okay, so what is this? This is a Tuesday night game. After game one was a Sunday. The Bulls won by, I think, 37, seriously, in game one. Yeah. Uh, just, just took them to the woodshed. Uh, they have one out there uh, in the bowels of the stadium. Right by the media elevator. Okay. Uh, not That's sure right. what to expect because Orlando was known for getting swept out of series, so we didn't know if they were going to kind of lay down for this, and uh, were we about to find out? Right. Obviously, they were swept the previous year against the uh, Rockets. I mean, the early games of that were actually competitive, but um, but obviously they were they did, were end up uh, swept. So I, mean, I, I, I think. 
I wasn't a super close fan going into this point, but I, I remember, you know, kind of from the casual perch of thinking, like, the Magic at least, like, had some chance. Like, it wasn't, you know, obviously the Bulls were favored and were incredible that year, but it wasn't, like, out of the possibility that, you know, they, they could do it. And obviously Shaq and Penny had been kind of the, you know, favored, you know, next big thing, you know, for a couple of years now. Yeah, Magic were great. They just were. They were daunting. They were scary. But they're also corny as heck. Like the pinstripes and coming from Orlando and all that. Yeah. Like it was definite. Yeah, and I think another thing too is is, you know, after, you know, the ninety five you know, the run to the finals and all that sort of stuff. And then you see them coming to the playoffs this year. And, yeah, uh, Orlando, you know, they won 60 games, which, yeah, is nothing to slouch at, unfortunately. You know, the other team won 72, you know, so it's a little bit more. But they, like, blew through the playoffs, too. I mean, they, they swept the Pistons. The Pistons weren't, you know, great uh, shakes. And the Hawks, they, they made quick work of, sorry, Jason, uh, you know, in, in five games. So it, it, it's not unreasonable that you could say, well, hell, yeah, maybe this team, like, we thought Orlando, you know, was didn't have a chance. But, man, they've, you know, been great in these playoffs so far. And, and you know, they, they always there was always the assumption, too, that Shaq was the one guy that could, you know, there's there's Michael and there's Scotty and there's Rodman and all that sort of stuff. But how do you deal with Shaq? Like, you know, you have Luke Longley and there's Shaq. Like, so how do you deal with that? What do you what do you do with that? So I, I do always think that that's kind of a, a thing too that uh, you know was pretty big at the time. Is like, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, he's one of the most unguardable players in basketball, uh, even by one of the greatest teams of all time. So let's see what happens here. So. What they did is they hired four gentlemen seven feet tall or higher. <laughs> right. uh, I think all of which we will see in this game. You got your Luke, you got your Wennington, you got your former bad boys. We'll get into, I'm sure, later. You had to. Shaq was incredible. Yeah, and definitely, I mean, without Grant with you know being hurt, Dennis? the Magic were pretty thin. You know, obviously the Cat can only do so much. But they really had, you know, um, you know, other than you know, kind of they had Brian Shaw coming off the bench, but they didn't really have a lot of, you know, guys who'd be familiar to modern fans. I mean, they had they had a lot of guys who were, um, you know, kind of below replacement level type players. They didn't have a lot of firepower off the bench. Not that the Bulls exactly, you know, I mean, but but the Bulls had, I think, just obviously sharper role players and better yeah. coaching and Michael Jordan. So, you know, <laughs> there's a reason why they won 72 games that year. A lot of reasons. So, the triangle makes a lot of heroes out of guys with, like, single-digit PERs and, uh, you know, the, the replacement level's not looking all that hot to trot. Movie I've never seen. Uh, but, you know, the triangle do that because it's just such a weird stat-averse offense. But I'm not saying the Bulls were full of superstars. As we'll find out, hardly the case. But yeah, Magic was stacked. I think they're top or second best in offense that year. And uh, just the top heaviness of Shaq and Penny was obscene. Yeah, it was, it was. You know, I'm looking at their their page right now to see. Yeah, Shaq obviously leading the team in scoring. Penny second, but they're both 20 you know points per game. Dennis Scott 17 points per game that year, so probably hit one of his best years. Nick Anderson at 15 points per game. Uh, Horace Grant at 13. So the starting five was like solid, solid as could be. Uh, the bench, yeah, it gets a little tough when you're getting into Donald Royal as your you know second guy off the bench type stuff. I do like this though. John Konkak, the uh, the aforementioned. I guess we'll we'll talk about him a lot during this. Uh, so he plays 67 games throughout the year. He's, he starts in 35. Uh, Jason, we had mentioned one time doing an episode about like guys who played the most and did the least uh, in that. He might be a good contender, man. He had 19.2 minutes per game, which is like seventh on the team or eighth on the team or whatever. He averaged three points per game, four rebounds per game. That's it. That's not year two. He, um, <laughs> I'd average at least that. Yeah, right. 
I, I kind of forgot he had a year outside until we were, started watching this. Uh, and I looked at the rosters earlier, uh, did some research. I had forgotten that he had, you know, I, I kind of consider him, of course, you know, lifelong Atlanta Hawk, Atlanta Hawks legend, uh, John Conkak. So, um, you know, the fact that he had a year with the Magic, it's I, I got to kind of rethink my, my feelings about him now, you know, realizing that he, he was not a lifetime Hawk. He was the invaluable John Conkak because of Dennis Scott and his uh, punch hit a three. Uh, they Shaq got hammered by Matt Geiger in a preseason game, or maybe it was like the first week of the season. But uh, Matt Geiger, a big, burly, seven foot dude who uh, looks like he should be on bar rescue, just did a karate chop on Shaq's hand and messed up the thumb, broke the thumb. And, and as you noted, Kak had to start several contests. Yeah, and obviously, despite you know Shaq oh, only God. playing fifty or so games that year, they you know they win sixty games. They're you know, uh, you know, uh, Horace was out 20 games too. So they, um, you know, definitely had to get those guys to fill in and, you know, overall perform well as a team. Penny was incredible. Penny was MVP level for most of the year. Oh, yeah. Concac with the horrendous pass. And he did, uh, he finished third in the MVP race. Um, Jordan was first up. The 109 uh, first place votes. There were only three other first place votes. So he, Doubled the points. David Robinson, who finished second. Um, Penny was third. Uh, Elijah won fourth. And Pippen fifth. So so there you go. Yeah, Robinson and the Spurs had a late. They got hot toward the end of the year. They put Will Purdue in the starting lineup. That's not a joke. Yeah. Hit that. Hit that, Luke. Hit that. <laughs> so the Will, the Will Purdue for, for Dennis Rodman trade, is that – was that considered at the time as bad as it is in retrospect – well, I mean, yeah, because or no, because there was the chance that Dennis Rodman could flake out by November first. Right. So Will Purdue was a starter the year before. He was pretty solid. It was easily the best year of his career. We'd be making fun of him for like seven years by that point. But the payoff with Rodman seemed to be bountiful and promising. It was also like this guy could just. You know, he's getting paid no money, and he could just flake out for a year and then come back out of nowhere and sign a free agent deal somewhere. So, I mean, yeah, it was it was biting nerves and, and uh, chewing on uh, fingernails, but, uh, you know, that's how it rides. Yeah, yeah. I definitely remember as a kid, you know, especially in Chicago and, like, my parents and, and, and friends and whatever, and everybody was a little nervous about Rodman at that time because, you know, Rodman – the San Antonio years were when he really started becoming like the Dennis Rodman that we all know, you know what I mean? Like when it really was like, man, this guy might just like leave for five days and you might not be able to find him or God, worst case scenario, he just fuck, you find him dead or, you know, it was like this, un- you couldn't trust this guy. You had no idea. Like Kelly said, you had no idea if he was even going to show it was up. On like, another team. Yeah. It was easier when it was on some other crew and you could watch from afar and not worry, but it was, it was worry time. It was worry time toward the end. Dennis had a lot of interests. Renaissance man. That, yeah, that Dennis right, right, right. So I do remember it being a thing like, oh, man, are they like selling themselves out? Like, is this going to be one of those complete disaster things where, you know, he kills the team from the inside out or whatever? And he came in and they basically found the perfect way to just say, hey, Dennis, we don't really give a shit what you do. Just show up and get 18 rebounds. And then we're good. And then if you want to go have a bender, knock yourself out. Just come and show up on the game day and get 18 rebounds or whatever. And it tested the patience, obviously, throughout. But, yeah, I think it worked. I think way better than anybody had really expected it to work you know when it initially initially happened i i I know i was even surprised as a kid just how well uh because you know it did seem like in san antonio he was even kind of losing a little bit of those skills as well and he wasn't quite as dominant as he had been you know in detroit or whatever as good of a defender but yeah he came into chicago and just was exactly what they needed 
older. Yeah, player. obviously the motivation is different. I'm sure you know, playing with uh, with Jordan that changes your motivation. Um, and you know, being part of a culture that was like obviously, I think the um, the Bulls middle, had discipline, middle. but they also you know one thing that that I think you know. Phil Preach was kind of flexibility with discipline, and that obviously worked with a personality like Rodman, where San Antonio, much more conservative um, place and culture, you know, at the time that was, you know, um, winning a lot of regular season games, but hadn't done much in the playoffs. So obviously two very different environments. You got to be able to respect the boss. He didn't respect the boss in San Antonio. He respects him here. And it was his free agent year. So, yeah, that helped take too. Take yourself some money. Yeah. Finish. Huh? Some bad fast break drills. We got to do some fast break drills here in Chicago, man. Yeah. They've had two straight three on ones that have ended up in a missed layup. I yeah. don't know, guys. This Bulls team, uh, getting, they're an old team. Getting they a little were. shaky. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Rodman. You know, he was what thirty. He was thirty-four at this point. So, you know, obviously, he got a late start in his career, but he's definitely at an age where, you know, guys, you know, can decline very quickly, even if you know they don't have the uh, off-the-court interests that uh, that Rodman does. So, there's there's Brian Shaw. All right, Kelly, I have to ask you a question because you're a Chicago area guy, correct? And you've lived yes. here. Okay, you lived here in your childhood and whatnot, and during this time, yeah. Did McDonald's have a special Bill Wennington hamburger? Yeah, Beef Wennington. Thank you. Okay, good. Because my friend and I, we're, we're convinced that this was a real thing. And I'm glad that you also, we cannot find any proof that it ever existed. But we really? know it happened. Because, like, we still oh. joke about it. And then, like. I thought Trey or I did something about it of all the lie. I thought, uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, I think it was just a, a quarter pounder patty, maybe. Okay. Or maybe, but it was, let's just say it was like a regular cheeseburger. Uh, but the, the kicker was it had uh, Canadian bacon. Oh, hell yeah. nice. And uh, a couple years before the rodeo burger came out, they 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 thought way ahead and they put barbecue sauce on. Hell so yeah! It's a barbecue okay, sauce okay. Burger, Canadian bacon, and I don't remember the patty switch, but uh, I'm surprising this time. It's Chicago area local. Excuse me, Chicago area only. I've never had one. Yeah, uh, I never did either. Yeah, I just well, I might have. I don't know. I just remember it existing, and my buddies and I making fun of it at the time because like, why did Bill Weddington? Because I remember these commercials where it's like, I'm like Bill Weddington. Like, well, why is he selling me a hamburger? And then I remember being like, that hamburger looks pretty good though. It's got Canadian bacon, like exactly like you said. And then my friends and I would always laugh about that because like Bill Weddington was always our favorite like bull to laugh at for some reason. Because I mean, look at him for God's sake, he's pretty easy to laugh at. But uh, the sideburns are a lot tighter than I remember at the <laughs> right. time. He, it's not that it's. You know, there's a mullet, and then there's looseness, and he does not have that looseness as the camera will show when Bill uh, strolls his way through. Yeah. But we always, <sighs> but like... Boy, that dude would battle. You know, we'd always yeah. make fun of it to this day, and then I think it was, like, a year or so ago, and I'm like, is that actually a thing, or do we just, like, make it up in our heads or whatever? And he was like, no, I think it was a thing, and then we couldn't find it. So, I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to find... Yeah. Um, if, if maybe that. you had said you maybe written about it, well, I'll, I'll try to see. I think we thought it was the, called the Mick Weddington, but the Beef Weddington actually makes a lot more sense given the Beef. Yeah, Wennington don't let them connection. Shazam you on this. this yeah, yeah, okay, happened. okay. I'm glad this Thank is you. a thing. It's not fake. Sinbad is not. Inv- I wish Sinbad were involved because he right. makes everything better. Yeah. Oh. 
Can we give some uh, Tony Kukoc respect here? Because I don't think they're going to bring him up in the last dance ever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I guess at some point they have to bring him up. Right. Uh, but so far, not good. But man, does not get enough love is how important he was to these Bulls teams, how good he was, and how ahead of his time he was in a lot of ways, too. But yeah, I don't. Uh, a lot of people aren't uh, don't know about him right now, and I don't think he's going to come up very much in the. Uh... I mean, I'm sure we're going to get some sort of huddle with Phil Jackson treating him like a like dirt. But uh, beyond <laughs> right, that, right. well, if for any last last dance uh, watchers, he'll get he. We're going to party with Tony in Game Seven of the '98 Eastern Conference Finals. So that's going to be like episode I don't know six or something mm. like that. So we're going to get some good Tony shots then. And, Bill uh, Weddington helped your guy. He stopped him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was more. It's not pretty. It the was rim, the I think, did more of the yeah. stopping. But still, yeah. yeah, the shot didn't go in, all right? Ball don't lie, yeah. so that's fine. All right. But his life flashed before his eyes here. <laughs> just... Elbow, elbow, elbow. Yeah. So... Follows up with the dunk, man. What, a, what an unbelievable player Shaq was, too, at this time. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He doesn't even hit the ground. He, like, double jumps and does a dunk. Oh, yeah. It's like, man, what do you do against that? And how, yeah, just how how quick he is. Yeah, and he's 275 pounds, too. special, you know, even when he um, got bigger and slower. But, yeah, he's pretty incredible here. Oh. Tony's like, see what happens when I try to go strong into the basket, Phil? (laughs) Come on, man. Yeah. Shaq was as imposing as, uh, and any, I don't know, if, if you see him, it's just like, I've seen people taller than him, I, I guess I've seen people heavier than him, he is the most imposing person you will ever be around in your entire life if you get the pleasure to just, I mean, go find him somewhere at a shoe signing, at a at a, uh, a Chipotle opening, at some yeah. sort of something where he's got to cut a ribbon, just see Shaq once, it's just... Right. And he's such a swell dude, but gosh, he was, he was, uh, it was no cinch that they were going to take this series. Things can go wrong in a week. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, even at, it is, you know, I, I've, there's been a lot of talk. I think, you know, I think Shaq has talked um, recently about how, you know, his Lakers would have beaten the Bulls or I know back um, when they did the, uh, the magic 30 for 30, you know, there was, um, you know, Shaq talked about, talked about how part of him wanted to stay and do it with Penny and, you know, the idea of how competitive they would have been with the bulls. You know, if, if Shaq had stayed with the magic instead of going to LA, you know, do you see the magic, you know, eventually being a team that, you know, could have been a, you know, competitive threat against the bulls in the playoffs in the next couple seasons. Cause they, you know, obviously they were, their key players were younger, and had room to grow. Um, you know, maybe they make a maybe they make a coaching change or do something. You know, to, to get a better system in. Um, you know, any thoughts about that? It's like I, I want to entertain the idea and the theory, but the next hour and thirty minutes of basketball that we're going to watch is just the idea of Shaq returning to Orlando after this particular night in basketball okay. history is just so out of the question. Uh, so I'm going to say no because it was never going to happen. Yeah. He would have to. Re- he would have. Re- he was so LA bound. It was. It was hilarious. It was just. We're living this out. This silly sort of where the big star jumps from the big pond, small pond to the large pond. It's of course he's gonna be in movies with uh, Sinbad as as, yeah. as far as I can remember. Yeah. Should were they won titles? No. 
No, they were the same bracket as Jordan. It just, it was not going to happen unless someone got injured or sick or lost on the way to the arena. Okay. Then that would have been Bill. And as we kind of mentioned too, the team wasn't, it was, it was in a weird spot too, where they weren't like deep enough to really be like, it, it was harder to figure out, okay, what was the next step? Like after this, say Shaq says, yeah, I'm with you guys. Like, what is that next, the next step? step? Like, what do they, they do? Un- under the table contract with Horace Grant that they had to sign him to that summer. So all their cap space forever is going to be. Gone. That's what I mean. Like there was no space. So it's like, all right, like, what do we do? What, what do they do that next off season to really improve or really get things going? And th- this is unfortunately where they kind of were. They kind of sold out for these few years here, and then we're kind of left with this, you know, whatever team. Um, and 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 yeah, it was it was impossible to really know what would be next or what, what would be that guy that was out there that would they could sign for you know pennies on the dollar or the draft pick they got to made. And, and I don't know. Yeah, it is it is an interesting discussion if they had kept him. But yeah, as you said, Kelly, it was it was almost like a foregone conclusion at this point. Yeah, it felt like it was all over for for this team. It was like this is it. If they win, cool. If they don't, no, that's it. Right. Yeah, and and that's, that's not helping as we watch Shaq slowly make his way down no. court. <laughs> not a rush. Perfect timing there as we watch Shaq yeah. looking, uh, yeah, thinking about what the weather's like in LA okay, right now. What do we get? Hey, that's me. That's me right there. Hey. You see him like a minute here. Yeah, the guy's really excited to see himself in the monitor. So all the way from Glen Ellen. Deal with that. thunder from Burn. What the hell? You know? Why would you do Come that? Come on, Shaq. Sit up straight. You're killing me here. You're a star, baby. Yeah. You don't see Victor Matur's slouching like that. <laughs> yeah, so Horace Grant got run into by Shaq, basically, in game okay. one, and just just destroyed his elbow slash shoulder. I don't remember many Vern Lundquist uh, NBA games, but I'm liking it. Was uh, he, he, he regular for a while? Yeah, he, he did this, and he also did the uh, uh, Grant Hill, the Christian Leitner Final Four game. Yeah, so, I, I yeah. know. Yeah, I know the college. Yeah, I'm, I, I never really remember him in the NBA ranks all that often. But. Turner ran everyone in and out. Yeah, because Turner had TBS and TNT going at the same time. So you, you get your skip carries in there. You get your uh, you know, there was there was there was a lot of dudes. Bob Neal. Let's uh, go. Beef Let's do it. God, it's such a perfect 1996 jersey. It's <laughs> yeah. just absolutely give this guy a bowling shirt and a bass guitar, and he's in a band that I don't right. like. Getting that <laughs> passing lane harp was was Bill the one with the um, odd facial hair in uh, the Last Dance with like the um, yeah like the, oh, uh, yeah. the the fork on his chin? Was that was that Bill? Yep, that's him. That's him. Yeah, that's what I thought. Still does. Uh, still does the radio broadcast too okay and then chuck swirsky ah yes that's a very oh, yeah. yeah chuck swirsky would almost think is like a stage name like a <laughs> like like a newscaster in like 1984 chicago but i, I believe that's a shoot name i don't believe that's a work okay name, but. all right he's he's uh not only is he amazing at calling games, he's the most beautiful, life-affirming tweets at like 8 a.m. every morning. And to a uh, subset of Chicago culture, he's best known for being uh, shouted out prominently in the Max Headroom bootleg video that took <laughs> over the airwaves really? on a Sunday night in 1987, yeah, maybe? I don't remember yeah, what I think it was, happened, I think it was 87. Uh, and uh, went over the WGN and PBS WTTW airwaves. And uh, some sort of hacker in a Max Headroom mask 
uh, uh, being spanked and uh, mentioning Chuck Swirsky and how he's a liberal, which I did not. Chuck Swirsky at the time was the uh, play-by-play guy for the uh, Rod Strickland-led DePaul du- uh, Blue Demons. Ah. We still don't know who Max Hedrum was. Yeah, did you, have you ever seen video. that, Jason? I have not seen that, no. Uh, it's, it's a ride. Yeah, make sure you're in the right like frame of mind to watch it. It's uh, right. it's weird. You you feel things when it happens. I, I don't know. Everybody has a different thing. But, yeah, but essentially, like you said, someone hacked the airwaves, like, big time. And it was just like, yeah, a guy in a Max Headroom mask, which you're familiar with Max Headroom, I think, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's yeah. getting spanked. He's just saying weird stuff. The noises are weird. It it, it makes you feel things, man. It's, it's, okay. a, it's, a, it's a ride. Uh, it's a ride for sure. Uh, that's interesting. And yeah, yeah the best thing is that like nobody knows. Like nobody ever took credit for it. They never found out who it was. They never. It was just it's this mystery. We don't know. Who right. knows? There are just as many people pointing to an in-house perpetrator as there are an out-of-house perpetrator. Like there are no new leads okay. on this. Kind yeah. of tried. Right. I remember being in school and kids talked about seeing it, and uh, I was like, you didn't see that. It was on a school night at, like, 1030 at night. Get out of here with that. You weren't watching Doctor Who. (laughs) I love how they put the entire URL in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, a similar slash, time, slash. we had no idea. Yeah, yeah we had right. no idea that you could just type NBA.com and it would work the same. Right. So. <laughs> oh, tech on, on Kukoch. Uh, Joey Crawford. It's uh... a huge surprise. You wouldn't notice Crawford nearly as much back then. It's yeah, just, like, oh, it's just uh, another yeah. Uh, cop on the co- I mean, it's, it's, you know, he's just another <laughs> braggadocious ref. Right. Kind of spelt it this time too. I forgot the joy. Yeah, was a... and he's he still has some hair. So, I, th- I feel like the refs get more noticeable when they get older. I mean, if you stand next to Bill Wennington <laughs> and his and his uh, devil fourth mustache, you will be completely clouded by the man. He's a huge, huge, huge beef of a man, and yeah. Shaq makes him look. Yeah. Tiddlywinks. Yes. Oh, with the touch. Yeah. Steve Kerr with a full floppy Conan haircut back then. <laughs> not, not quite. Next year, he got angular. He's still flopping around right now. Yeah. Jordan in the apex. All shooters out there. Yeah, so Kelly, you, you made a, a mention of it a little bit earlier, but yeah, you are, you're anti the, pin, the Orlando pinstripes, correct? Oh, goodness, yes. Okay. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, that was the the most entertaining part of living through the 90s, is pointing out stuff that you thought was uh, lamestain. Yeah. And uh, this was this was part of it. You know, the, the O-Rena. We play in the O-Rena. Come on. Uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, – I don't generally like, like pinstripes, but I have an affection for the magic pinstripes for whatever reason. Um, I prefer the blacks than these. Um, the the blues I don't think are are quite as strong, but I, I like the original blacks. I I do think that they are cool in that one instance, but you know I uh, I respect the scent from that opinion as well. The the blacks are a problem with me for two reasons. One is that Orlando already did them, so I didn't want the Bulls being posers and doing right. something like that. And uh, they went 
they played their first game against Orlando in them down in Orlando and they lost. And the uh, next night I went to see Urge Overkill. It was great. And <laughs> and uh, but they lost like six times in the black uniforms in the regular season. I think like six out of their ten losses or some completely out of tick number were in the black uniforms. So it was just like, oh, they're in these uniforms again, and they're probably gonna have a random loss against Charles Barkley and have a random loss against the Knicks. We're gonna have a random it was not I so I never warmed to the black ones either, although I I, I appreciate that they kind of look pretty pretty cool. Oh my god, the, the yeah. rim <laughs> Like they had to change the freaking baskets for this guy. Like that's yeah. thing. like modern like the the construction of baskets that had been pretty much the same. For seventy off. years, had to get changed because that man played basketball. It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> he had influenced technology. <laughs> right. Oh boy! Oh, here we go. <laughs> Take that, Donald Royal. <laughs> yeah, jackass. I think I don't know. I don't think they're going to call a double foul. They're just trying to tangle up both of them inadvertently. I have to Everyone's got a little dad gut on the Magic. I'm no. Oh, that's yeah. That's probably didn't help things. Yeah. yeah. I thought pinstripes were supposed to help with that. <laughs> right. I've been wearing them for 10 years. Dennis, just blonde. Yeah, I, was, went, I, I found that kind of interesting that he, he just yeah. Yeah, kept it kind of conservative. So, Right. Finals, he did some wacky stuff this year. So a week later, he'll have pink in there as a uh, breast cancer awareness tribute along with some sort of green swivel that was some sort of Pearl Jammy uh, Native American thing. I don't know. But okay. that's... That's what he did in the finals. Huh. The pink swirl was a tribute to, uh, uh, I can't remember her name, but that, uh, a former NBA coach, Don Casey's wife, uh, uh, had breast cancer. Oh, so okay. Dennis put the pink in there to uh, give a little shout out. Look at D-Rod on the boards. Yeah. Sorry. Very nice. Rodman's always a, a treat to watch when, um, I mean, in, of course, he's usually engaged. That was part of you know the benefit of having Rodman is you know he pretty much has, you know, boundless energy but um he could do so many different things uh, especially early on in his career before you know he really um you know became an extra specialist on rebounding and defense with the bulls I, I feel like he did a little bit more early on in his career um of obviously best known for his defensive rebounding throughout but yeah i mean he's a a fun guy but not fun in like the traditional you know basketball reasons because obviously he didn't score a whole lot well, in, in this game, he's hit a banker, two dunks. Uh, he's got eight points. And, uh, yeah, he was an incredible. When he come off the bench as a piss in those first couple of years and it'd be on CBS, it was just – it was cobalt. It was just the quickest, craziest train you've ever seen. It was, it, was, it was incredible. The whole game was about him and how he fits into this game that no one can quite – figure out it was almost like it when they the baseball player that was only in there for pinch running it was it was like that he was just like a specialist and what 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 did he specialize in he specialized in being dennis rodman and then later like you said he, he made became more of an orthodox crazy rebounder the best rebounder ever but it was it was he's a, he's well he's a taurus that's that's one of it and uh he's 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 unique i'm glad he's still around yeah i've always had an affinity for like specialists in some way like, like Andre Roberson or whatever in Oklahoma City where it's like the, you know unfortunately yeah he's obviously had injuries or whatnot but a guy that's like yeah he can't like score at all but man he's so good at defense and we have to play him like and it did, it's fine like even I, even to an extent like a Draymond Green type was 
I, I don't know if I'd call him exactly like the same, you know, he's not the same breadth of, of, as like, you know, Roberson or Rodman or whatever, but like, yeah, a specialist in that sense where it was like, you know, he's got this weird ability that like, cause we kind of assume that most stars kind of all, I don't know, they, not, not play all the same, but they all kind of do this. They score, they rebound, they play defense, they do all that sort of stuff. But I, I do love that there's just some guys out there that's just like, I just do one thing or two things like really, really, really well. Um, and, and I always appreciate that about the NBA, that there was some of those guys still out there. And I feel like it's yeah. happening less and less now, but um, there, there's still a few out there that, that are that yeah. way. Your Reggie Evans types that's like, look, I don't want the ball. <laughs> like, don't give me the ball. I just want to get 19 rebounds for you. Like, I love those guys. You, you keep that attitude up, and Sam Presti will have a job for you. <laughs> I hope, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, no Sam Presti collected many of them men over the years. Which... Yeah. Either that or you're off to Orlando. But, yeah, I mean, I would say Rodman is one of a handful of players who could be a superstar without, you know, um, being being a scorer, you know, yeah. really. Without really being a guy who's going to ever create his own shot. I mean, there, there really are – there's a lot of very good players like that, but there are very few guys who are – you know, um, superstars or Hall of Famers primarily, you know, being able to do, you know, all, all the other things and, and not really create their own shot. There's, you know, it, it's not a long list of guys who, you know, reach Rodman's level to be able to do that through, for as long a period of time as he did. Yeah, perfectly put. You got it. It's the, it's the beauty of this game. At the end, of, you still got to get buckets. There, there, there's one a generation that's, I mean, yeah, you can tolerate a Reggie Evans. You can tolerate a Collins twin, but none of these guys are superstars except right. for Draymond, Dennis, and uh, clearly in this contest, Luke Longo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Look at that Australian grin. <laughs> Look at yeah. this jump hook that's going to get shot oh. back in the other <laughs> Get out of here. Like, come on. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to jump and you're going to want me just to let that ball get in the basket? Get out of here. You. Not a bad matchup here. <laughs> One man has 17 on 7-11. Oh man, is zero. Yeah. That is good, you know. But that's okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't let your don't let the numbers tell you, you know, what your eyes are seeing. You right, know, right. yeah. The numbers might it's say one thing, but you gotta you gotta count on the eye test. Advanced stats, I'm sure, are, are right now uh, definitely in Luke's favor. I'm, I'm sure of it. Yes. If I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna put my Chris Weber hat on and say that uh, analytics are saying that Shaq's better. But I mean, deep down, we know. maybe. But you know, we could look that up. But why bother? Jim Lifke with his 1996 sideburns back there. That's the gentleman who uh, confirmed the Jordan comeback in 2001. Ah. Uh, Associated Press reporter. Yeah. Full court press. I love it. A little full yeah. full 30 year olds. Yeah. Full court press. Well, they're down 12. How, how do you get back in again? Right. <laughs> Scotty better slap the floor here, or else it's not a real full right. court press. No. So I hope he yeah. does. Write that down, kids, because there's no there's no three pointers. So this is the mindset that like <laughs> right, we can't yeah, there's just the line. beat them three to two. Yep. We have to beat them two to zero. Yeah, right. there, there's a line there, but uh, I don't trust it. I don't. <laughs> yeah. What can you do with that? You know. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what you even yeah. do with that weird line that's out there, but not a, I'm not going to find out. Is what. <laughs> I'm just going to well, poke it, at it with a stick for right fifteen here. years. Back in the way. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about the three-point revolution is that, that like it was there for like 25 years and and like three teams used it with any sort of and even the teams you think used it well like you go back and look you're like wait they didn't really like they shot like eight times a game and you're like you're like oh man those Sacramento Kings they must have really and it's like no like Hino Turgaloo shot like four threes a game like, 
Rick Adelman was known for his offense, which produced long two pointers. Right, that's what uh, I mean. Like you think, I, even like the 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 D'Antoni stuff, you think, oh man, they probably launched, and it's like, oh, I mean, they nah, shot nah. a few of them, like a few of them, but. And then and then you go back and you look up the team that utilized it the most in history, and like for no reason at, at all, it's the Dallas Mavericks from 1996, coached yes, by yeah, Dick yeah. Mata, who was 147 years old. <laughs> right. Yeah. Featuring Jason Kidd, not a shooter. <laughs> well, there's a reason why I didn't work out there. I kind of forgot about the second Dick Mata stint uh, with the uh, with the Mavs. Oh, Donald! No, this Donald Royal Dennis Rodman matchup. This is yeah, <laughs> uh, something's gonna happen here. I don't know what, but yeah, Dennis, is, Dennis is up to Dennis things here. He's tripping on like that. That's my favorite thing about Dennis Rodman is he would just like fall over your feet and just like it would cause so much tension and so much annoyance. And it's like, God, I would have hated Dennis Rodman if I wasn't a Bulls fan. But man, I love. He's him. a kid in the room. He's <laughs> but no one has paid attention to me for twenty two seconds. Oh, I gotta change that. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't have um, much memory of uh, Donald Royal, but this is actually his. Uh, this was his fourth year with the uh, with the Magic. Uh, he would play uh, one more regular season game after uh, this before uh, moving on to the uh, the Warriors and the and then Fresh. the Brits. Yeah. He. Uh, I'll run Harper so for three. No one will pass him the ball. <laughs> like Ron, what are you doing? Get in here! And he's like, no. I'm... There's no one within 19 feet of me. Just throw yeah. it. <laughs> we must get two foot shots. We must get two foot shots. I don't know was, a, was a slasher that like they just kind of got tired of. They used to bring Dennis Scott off the bench when they went to the finals. Dennis Scott came off the bench and Royal started, and he wasn't bad. He picked up free throws. He kind of rebound. It's not a tight beard. But it's full. Yeah. And this is before Shaq did the sideburns only, or maybe starting the Shaq, I believe right now may have sideburns only. Yeah, that there was, was a brief sideburns only. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. a great look for for Shaq, you know. Oh, oh dear God. Yeah. <laughs> this is not working. No. Get Dickie Simpkins out there. Come on. Get yeah, some Jack absolutely. Haley out here. We need a different look. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, he kind of deserves to. Yeah. Deserves the baton or deserves the uh, technical? This was the first year of the Black Sox. Ah, okay. Oh, Kerr missing one. Wow. Let's see the the taunt. I mean, come on. You're allowed to taunt there. Right. What's the taunt? Oh, uh, that's bullshit. Oh, I'm, we, okay, I'm, I'm, the 72 Bulls team, I'm taking it away from them. No, I'm right, giving it to Orlando. Right <laughs> that's yeah, enough of that. that. I'm giving it to Orlando. That's, a, that's embarrassing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Come on, Brian Hill. Get more upset. Yeah. Brian Hill's looking for the Fox tonight. Uh, someone in our chat room said that Donald Royal got traded for Ronnie Cycli uh, one game in the next season when Orlando only had Felton Spencer left uh, post Shaq ah. as far as big men. So okay. they, they signed Felton Spencer to, <laughs> to be the answer. They signed or traded for him. Like they were cool going in with Felton Spencer. That's yeah. how it was back then. 
Right. And uh, yeah, that didn't work out. They they traded him for Cycli. <laughs> There's a cool shot of Cycli getting off his private plane in Orlando uh, and meeting Dennis Scott on the tarmac. I've tried forever to find it on YouTube and like telling her like, "Hey, welcome to Orlando. This guy's gonna get a wide open threes again. It's gonna be better. It's gonna be great." It was all right. <laughs> very wet hair, Ronnie Cycli. That's DJ Ronnie Cycli to you, though. Yes. Or does he have a cooler name, or is he just DJ Cycli or something? Oh, yeah, you won't want to mess with that if you're, I mean, that's such a DJ name. That pretty much, yeah. Let's look it up. But uh... I, I'm just picturing Ibiza right now. That's just, that's Ronnie Cycli in Ibiza, two turntables. <laughs> yeah, I believe he, he Look at how long the bulls have... are. Yeah, he, uh, Ronnie does not have a... Uh... Uh, a pseudonym. He just just Ronnie Cycli. Okay. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Oh, no goatee. Okay. It only means business. Yeah. Magic never turned it over. Amazing offensive team full of hotshot youngsters, 20-somethings with mustaches and opinions <laughs> of the free-throw line. Yet they never turned it over. Speaking of wet head. <laughs> was so, that um, was that just Hardaway? Was that mostly just Hardaway taking care of the ball or their style of offense or anything? Uh, it, it was so basic, yeah. And they were, they were just beating teams down, so I can't imagine they had to take a lot of chances. It was a modern offense. It was dunks and three-pointers. Another full court. I'm press. loving the full court yeah. press, man. I, yeah. I I don't recall ever seeing it like <laughs> actually happen in an NBA game, and it's happening. It's being broken in four seconds, but it's still it's happening. So yeah, this night ain't over. You don't think of an old team uh, press? You know, now, of course, not common in the NBA at all, but definitely not with an older team. No, no. There's like one month in a guy's career where you can press. It's not his rookie year. It's not. His, it's like his fourth year for a month. And then he's too old to do it. <laughs> At a tight window. If he's only you can like arrange like pass. an entire team of guys in that window and just have them all press at the same time, you know? Or maybe he's down the entire over he hasn't gotten up once except to argue an illegal defense call. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid rule in, in hindsight, too, the illegal defense. But I, I, I hate it, but I don't know. I don't know if you guys differ. It's like everyone had to learn how to play basketball first before they could open things up. We had to give Andrew Lang a career. I'm I'm glad it happened. (laughs) It was was never a thought. It was just our our mediocre to bad center is injured. Okay, we're going to bring in his backup. We have to start his backup. Are you playing Patrick Ewing tonight? No, but we're going to start his backup. You can't go out there without a seven footer. Jordan's been kind of a non factor in this game so far, right? I haven't really noticed him much. Yeah, when you got to take the ball out of the net. Yeah, that's because Shaq's just. I mean, I, I, I'm noticing Rodman and I'm noticing Shaq. And I don't know if I'm noticing many other uh, players right now. I guess Bill Wennington by proxy of <laughs> Shaq's nuts being thrown in his face constantly, but. Uh, 
Sakes has been in Chicago for a day and a half. He's already picking up the Chicago accent. That's a lengthy question. A <laughs> real, real leading question there. I wonder if he had that on a notepad before. How do you uh, prove that the NBA is the greatest league in the history and the commissioner is the reason why it's so great and your leader is uh, the, the best player is one of the best... There's that same doofus. I guess doofuses really like to be on TV. Well, I, they still do. I, I should yeah. Oh, oh look at this okay. cool with All the right. shades. Oh, okay. <laughs> look how hilarious that guy is. Thanks to everybody. Vern and everybody except Danny. I agree. Hey. David Stern's right. rules. Yes, David Stern is correct. Fuck you, Nash. We're back on with uh, Premier David Stern. Yeah. That question was incredible. <laughs> that yeah. was... How easy is it for the league to be embodied by the, the like, it's, it's, it's the How tall is it to be so handsome? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, I also think it's interesting he's advancing the idea that, like, without Jordan, like, every other NBA player is, like, you know, is, is like, young and brash and, you know, and the... the yeah, like, uh, like, noted criminal Shaquille right. O'Neal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, they're all, yeah, like... You know they can't be controlled without him to be there because everyone else is like too young. Yeah, and da that David Robinson off. guy. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't, right? Yeah, you couldn't exactly. find a strip club that wasn't, you know, right? Ransacked by. Oh, now Jordan decided to listen yeah. to me. And... There we go. Finally, finally, he's gonna do something. Yeah, this bum gets his MVP trophy, and yeah. So I think Phil made a good decision here by just telling all of his white men just like all the, like the longly white. Oh, I guess not. Okay, never mind. Never mind. He's, he can't stop Shaq. Nothing can stop Shaq. Yeah. Never mind. No. I was about to say that he made a good decision, but yeah, uh, yeah, man. Nothing, right. Nothing can stop this man. You've yeah. longly, you've beef, you've John Sally uh, from Bad Boys. Yeah. On the Bulls bench, you've James Edwards. <laughs> yeah, he loves uh, Edwards from, out there. Yeah, yeah. From the planet of No Reboundia yeah. over there. Uh, he's in his forties. Uh, Dickie Simpkins did not make the uh, the playoff roster oh. due to that surplus of seven footers. Because there's, there's too many other skilled players. Yeah, I like how the Bulls, you know, like try to make like an available spot or two for like former, you know, rivals that Jordan had vanquished. You know, I thought that was a nice, <laughs> a nice touch throughout the uh, the second, uh, you know, three peat. Well, let's see who conquer. He would have of our parish there later. You know, you just get like a nice mix of, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm surprised he never had Sam Perkins find a way onto like the. I think Sam was still good at that point. Oh, yeah. Still, yeah. So, yeah. He wanted it's Sam earlier on, and, and I they, they were. I think there was talk of a trade at a certain point back when Sam like this is like you know eighty nine ninety ish. Boy, I remember reading one of the uh, Jordan bios that that he was pushing for, and they were considering it, but didn't really want to do it. That would have been incredible. He would have been so awesome in the yeah. triangle. Trent Tucker, Daryl Walker. I'm trying to think of other foes. Caesar would come back from his conquest. He would bring the the, yeah. the children of the conquered and let them let them grow and learn and roam and and develop in the and study there and then go back to their to their homes and teach them the way of the Romans. And this is this is what Jerry Krause and Michael Jordan did for this game of basketball. He sent out. These these players to go fail at the triangle offense somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, I, I feel like Le LeBron and Jordan, like despite obviously you know being incredible stars and, and the greatest players of their own eras, there isn't really a lot like 
super in common with them, but the former, you know, foes, vanquished former foes playing later on later teams is a common theme throughout both their oh, careers. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Or just like the, that guy played me tough, thus that guy is good. And it's like, right. no, that's yeah. not always the case. Like Deshaun, like, yeah. Deshaun Stevenson, I, I mean, yeah, he's not that good. LeBron. Right. Like, like, Rondo, like, no, you know. Yeah, Lance Stevenson was good against you, know? you that one series, but he's right. not good anymore, LeBron. Like, that was eight yeah. years ago. Like, I'm not going to let you guys destroy <laughs> the career of Doc Rivers as general manager in my <laughs> okay. presence. That man made several conference semifinals by signing Leon Poe. <laughs> that's true. I'd say, you know what? That's I forgot about Leon. Right. I haven't thought of Leon Poe in years. Thank you. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah, he was he was good. He was alright for a while. Like just a completely generic. Like I, I just remember how like generic he looked. He just looked like a creative player from like a video yeah. game. Like just a randomly generated like like man with goatee. I, I, I appreciate a little Leon right. Poe. Yeah. And not even like you know a pitchfork type. Uh, no, just yeah. Hardaway's goatee is incredible. It is it is regal almost. It's oh. it's almost oh the foul. What, oh Michael Jordan. I mean th- this big moments. This man right. clearly cannot handle that. You really can't count on him. That's you know. I'm glad that we need to get to see Penny shoot some free throws. So we can take a look at this soul patch. Three guys ready to pick up Michael. They've really done a good job team defense against Michael in this first half. And because of the foul, Hardaway is going to go with a free free throw opportunity here. I always loved about Michael the baseline sweat that he always had. It never went more than that. It never went less than that. It was always just a solid amount of sweat every single time. I've always appreciated that. Yeah. An average sweater. Yeah, which is perfect. Yeah. Like, just enough. Right. Like, yeah. where, not full flop sweat, but not like, man, is this guy even running? Like, he's not got just yeah. enough sweat. To, to, not, to... not Patrick Ewing sweat. But, right. Uh, <laughs> right. Right, yeah. But, but we're working here. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. He looks like a three musketeer. <laughs> did he? How many free throws did he miss there? <laughs> what a bum! He felt bad about having to shoot three, as was yeah. the. Uh... Oh my god, he's got twenty six in the first. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. <That's> cool. <laughs> god. Fifteen. What's well, over? I we can just shut this game off. I think. Guys. Yeah. All right. So Kelly, playing out a point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll just shut this thing off. Yeah. Thanks. Get your plugs out, out of the way. Out. Tell us yeah. about the newsletter. Yeah. yeah we're out right. of here. So. Yeah. I'd like to plug Danny and oh, Brian Hill. At the yep. at the top. Tuesday and coach, you got a 15-point lead. What pleased you most in that first half? Well, just our attitude coming out. I think that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, we we were embarrassed, we were challenged, and the big question today was going to be inspiration words. To it. And I liked our intensity coming out. I like our effort on the boards, and that's where it all. He happened. never got another job after this, right? Uh, uh, or Seattle? Did he go to Seattle then? No, we, I think he coached the Grizzlies. And then what about Magic? Right? Yes. Oh, I do remember the. Yeah, I do remember the turn of the Magic. Yeah, that's right. But it seemed like he did. Uh, I, I don't know how exactly old he was when he w- retired from coaching, but it seemed like he was retired before the time that would be expected. Mm-hmm. If too well, uh, you know, the next two quarters are going to be uh, a pretty yeah, yeah, probably not off the resume, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I remember. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I, I was not- notoriously anti Bulls um, in the '90s because I was a uh, I was a Kareem fan in the '80s. So I was a Lakers fan, and uh, and of course when you know Jordan um, destroyed the Lakers in the '91 Finals, I was a little bit bitter and resentful, and so I always basically rooted against the Bulls, um, usually fruitlessly. 
obviously. So I was excited about the potential of, you know, um, Penny and Shaq being the new Magic and Kareem and, um, you know, leading to this is kind of what I kind of expected to happen, you know, given my knowledge of NBA history. Um, So the fact that they, you know, this era ended in such a disappointment was um, a bit shocking to, uh, to my brain. It'll get a lot more understandable in the next uh, 24 minutes. <laughs> I do think at this time, too, I was a little bit of a, um, I was kind of a self-deprecating Bulls fan at this time, too. I think I did really like the Magic a lot. Like, I really did think that, like, they were a lot cooler. I don't know. For me, I, I didn't, growing up as a kid, I never really thought, like, I liked the Bulls, obviously, because they're my hometown team and they're winning titles and stuff. I never thought they were, like, super cool. But I did think, like, Seattle was really cool, and, like, Orlando was cool, and, like, those sort of teams. So I I always – I didn't, like, root against the Bulls, but I wasn't, like, super upset when, like, quote-unquote cool teams beat them or whatever. But No, their their, their top player was in wingtips all the time. It was not a (laughs) – Right, right, right. Yeah. And I'm, like, you know, eight or, you know, six, seven, eight, you know. Yeah, we're partially cool and being sports fans. Right. Right. So, so Kelly, um, Rich and I had this discussion – on our last uh, dance recap show, but where do you stand on the idea that Michael Jordan was cool? I mean, I keep wanting to count him out because I mean, I yelled at Michael Jordan. He took a lot of bad shots and then all the stuff with them in Washington happened and some things got out. And then the pants happened, and then the rips happened. So I've tried. But then a picture of him, like, leaving a hotel room but still bringing that quarter bottle of tequila with him because he doesn't want to – like, just then just some cool shots of him will show up. And I'm, I'm just back on. I'm just okay. back with it. I don't care. He's, he's just – he's that middle-class cool. And uh, uh, he is – he's, uh, you know, eating a shrimp cocktail at the bar. I, I don't – I – I think he's cool, guys. Is he like a square cool? Like he's so square that he's cool? Oh, exactly. Cool? Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Okay. But it's genuinely oh. square. It's not ironically square. So it works. If he, if he weren't 6'6", six, six, he'd be running like a, uh, you know aluminum siding company or he'd be doing windows. Uh, uh, he'd be very well off no matter what. Right. And he'd probably be the best aluminum sider there is out there, you know, given the competitive <laughs> right. nature, you know. Really closes all the deals, yeah. That's right, yeah. You're driving through North Carolina. It's like, why does this guy have so many billboards? Yeah, he would have a lot. I've of never seen. Yeah. Why are why, why are all these houses so well sided? <laughs> so there's the trick with the illegal defense, and then why the triangle is so wonderful is that when you double team someone, people were so obviously open, and if they weren't obviously open, the next fold and tick would be so obviously open because. People had to come so far away to double team. Right. And, uh, you know. Yeah, that, it, that little baseline run on the triangle was awesome. Because if you went to that corner, like, there was no – I mean, nobody would ever get to you. There's no way, you know, for you to do that. Or, yeah, you're just slicing down the lane. And if you got a good passer, it was it was over. 
I do remember playing youth basketball at this time is that every coach I had all wanted to run the triangle, which is like, <laughs> they just thought like, oh yeah, you run the triangle, you win. And I'm like, oh yeah. man, like we're a bunch of dumbass right. like 10 year olds. Like it's not going to yeah. work. Well, that's why you run it. There aren't any plays, man. Just tell them to go in a shape and let right. them run it wild. Just, it never worked. It, uh, it was always bad. Like it, the coach would get so mad that like the players wouldn't know how to like run and properly you know cut and all that sort of stuff it's, like, it's just about the, the journey rate. man it's yeah. about, it's i agree about... i was I, I was with it i liked it i was a good triangle player so i didn't score but i was basically i was like the longly there where i was like yeah i got the ball in like a really good set and then passed it to someone good like you know see there i am getting the rebound saying here yeah <laughs> you, there you, take go. It, you take triangle it triangle is huge for offensive rebounds <laughs> right yeah because everyone was just so all over the place I had the opportunity to talk to Jeff Van Gundy about the time the Bulls had to play a back-to-back uh, -back couple of playoff games, and Nixon Bulls on a Saturday and Sunday had to play a back-to-back. -back. Oh, wow. And uh, just every third word out of Van Gundy's mouth was the offensive rebound, the offensive, the offensive, <laughs> offense, just because they couldn't keep him off the glass because everything – you see the spacing – Yeah, and the one thing about, I mean, one of the elements that made the um, triangle so effective is, you know, obviously you're in the position for the offensive rebound, but you're also generally in a position for, you know, to get in transition to run, maybe yeah. get a fast break. I mean, there there was a lot of transition opportunities that, that kind of came out of that offense, which, you know, made it effective. And the, and the Bulls were, I mean, they definitely slowed down, but they still were capable of effectively running in spurts when they needed to. Yeah, they wanted to push. Everyone got shots, and they were they were they were cool with transition three pointers. Phil was a little ahead of its time with the Lakers because he'd sent Rick Fox uh, back, and 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 wasn't as impressed with offensive rebounds as he was. This is dangerous. Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. There we go, uh, Nick. It's all coming back to Nick. He's yeah. like, oh wait a minute, no, no, Nick. no, oops, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> That's kind of a big one to get the crowd back into it. Now imagine D. Wade and LeBron James pressing 2013 yeah, Seekers. Right, right. Just imagine what is Spolstra doing? They've got months ahead of us. You know. I did enjoy that. Was the uh, like the 2012 LeBron was like the peak, or 2012-13 was the peak? Like LeBron just stands in the middle and steals every pass that comes through. Right. That was, I love that. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I mean, they definitely gambled. He's going to in the middle and stealing everything. Oh, that, yeah, that one year where he was just, like, the most efficient player of all time. Like, I, I swear to God, I never saw him miss a shot. Like, I know he missed a few, I think, during the year. But, yeah, he shot, his, like, true shooting was, like, 70 or some shit like that. Just perfect. 19-footers every single time, driving the lane. Yeah, that was that was, that was was fun. That was fun. Yeah. So, now it's 14. So, it's still, obviously, still up. I but they've completed a little stop. bit. So. They better show that stop comfortably because they were really pushing the rules there. Dutch boy sagging in the lane, and then Jordan got a clean strip, and then Shaq got it back and tried to toss it to uh, Concac, but it looked like Rod Strickland throwing it behind his back in that game against the uh, Trailblazers. Yeah, offensive rebounds. First round is Miami. Second round is New York. There's Spider Sally. Yeah, he's ready. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the gogs up. He's ready to go. Yeah. Whenever, 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 whenever they call him in, he's there. Yeah. 
I feel like Sally was pretty close to hosting like a you know Fox Sports show at uh, this point. Um, you know, he wasn't too far away from that. What was the name of that show? Uh, Best damn sports show. Period. Ah, there you go. Okay. Right. That was the one he yeah, did, right? I mean, Chris is, Rose. Yeah, that, that, Chris that, that Rose. is right. Yeah. I remember watching that as a kid. It was cool because it was like the radical sports center. It's like you got sports center over there and they're stuffy, but we're like right. cool. <laughs> like, but a cool in like a 2002 cool, which what well, really wasn't right. cool. But, not, you know. not, not actually cool. <laughs> right, yeah. right. But we were dumb. Right. We thought it was cool. Yeah. So. Had I known we were allowed to curse, my first half would have been a lot fun. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, man. Go crazy. Yeah. No, I'm not going past Dan. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, you broke the floodgates with the. Uh, what was that guy's name that hosted it? That, that, uh, Chris that, Rose. That, uh, Chris Rose. Pale yeah. piece of water. Yeah, Chris yeah. Rose. Right. Oh, I don't think Concac was across okay, the line there. Trapper. They could have called it. See Concac put on the. No, he's gonna pass it. Oh, this is like the first time. I... Oh, wow. This is an NBA team kind of struggling with the the press. That's. Yeah. No, this is. I mean, it's effective. I look at these waves. Yeah. Horse. But they're all getting man. back. Yeah. <laughs> That used to be yeah. Oh, Conkey, come on, man! Oh, he's call, he's tells, he's calling how many how long he wants to time out to get out of here. Let Brian Hill tell him if it's a full or a thirty, yeah, no. not you. Yeah. Shut up. That's a uh, Daryl Armstrong suit right there. That was quite something. Well, here's the deal: in game one, and I encourage everyone to, to go find this. In game one of the series, he wore a yellow mustardy neon mustard. I call it. Either way, oh. I'm eating it. Uh, suit. That was just legendary. And uh, several uh, radio, Chicago sports radio wonks, I don't remember who, uh, actually showed up in a similar suit to that one in this game. So you might see that suit in this game, but forget about that. After this game's over, go watch game one. Bulls win by 48. That suit is on the bench the entire time. It is beautiful. Oh, is that Adam Silver? That's Adam Silver. Yeah, Rod Thorne, too. Rod Thorne, yeah. Yeah, that, that was Adam Silver. Yeah. They run this. That's what you get out of a timeout. The same spot where you almost ran out of bounds <laughs> the first time is where you ran out of bounds again. Yeah. That waitress is walking. Oh, server's walking away like ah, Orlando. <laughs> we are dedicated to coming back two points at a time. Yeah. Rodman complained about the push off there. I find that pretty ironic yeah. given you know right. his career, but that's good. He's like, come right. on. Hey. Yeah. I, I think one of um, Rodman's best gifts was that he was shameless. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. There we oh. go. Affecting okay, the game. Back, man. Yeah. Hey. I love, I love his YMCA uh, knee pad too that he's got on there. Yeah. That's solid. Yeah. Just bring that lunch pail. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh dear God. Like guy that shows up to YMCA game, right. just whoops your ass too. He just beats you so good because he's just because yeah. he played college ball, so he's still solid enough. Like he sure. can't move. He looks but. like Rob Delaney playing basketball. Those are just one run and pippin at him, and it feels like the easiest oh, what break a in the great world. Play. They got to do that more. Oh. Throw it down. There uh, Dennis Scott. Yeah, Kelly's right. There's a lot of, like, guts here on the Orlando Magic. Like, Dennis Scott's a big doughboy. There's, like, a, a bunch of doughboys on this team. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like even Nick Anderson's not as svelte as you you think right. he should be. Yeah. Uh, didn't quite have the uh, the Pat Riley. Like, you what's know, going on in Orlando? There's no good food yeah. in Orlando. What are you eating? Like, right. When Shaq is the the you know sternest, fittest, healthiest looking player. <laughs> right. 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 I yeah. don't like that. Yeah. That's that's. No. Like what were they eating? I don't even understand. Like I get yeah. it. Like you know, in, in certain like New Orleans, like forget it. I, I you know. Right. Every restaurant in Orlando is like a planet Hollywood. So <laughs> That's like what I mean. Yeah, like I guess, I guess you eat with... Yeah, I guess you eat a cheese. Uh, yeah, the, the cheese I mean, factory the, enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're by the ocean. There's probably good seafood, but oh, you're not by the ocean. I tried. Well, okay. Well, you're. I had to you're, go there for. A, you're closer uh, to the ocean than you are in Columbus, Ohio. So. But, that is true. Okay. That is true. But yeah. Orlando uh, but is yeah, like you're, the. You're, you're right. Yes, you're not like right off the ocean. Yes. Orlando's a horrendous. Have you ever been to Orlando, Jason? It's it's one of my least favorite cities. I've um, been to it. I've been bad. to the airport. I know that. I don't. Well, yeah, I've been to Disney. So yeah, I guess I've been to Orlando. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever done anything in Orlando itself, or even like <laughs> seen the downtown. If I have, I don't recall it. So, you know, even the airport is too human. Yeah, it's yeah terrible. Well, my daughter liked it, but you know. well, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, right. But you know, she doesn't know if airports are stupid or not. <laughs> right? She, yeah, yeah. she, she doesn't, she doesn't have fine dining that. in airports. Yeah, doesn't that. have a lot of experience with airports yet. So, right. yeah, we'll get her there. Denver, Denver airports, my I like that airport. It's trippy, with all the weird. Yeah, the um, Albuquerque Sunport is uh, quite a delight. And let's let's get let's make it all the way to the ocean on this one. And if you're ever in Los Angeles, do the Burbank. Do don't mess around with LAX. Go Burbank. Okay. Burbank, all right. I've always done LAX just because it's it's the one given to me. But but yeah, I've never been to Los Angeles, so I uh, mm. I have not uh, partaken of an airport there. But John Paxton in the background. He's an assistant coach for one year. Everyone wanted to be the next guy, and he was like, ah. Uh, I didn't really get to retire. I just kind of went into this, so I kind of want to see my kids. Yeah, so, he did commentary uh, he left. a lot, too, right? Yeah, he left to be a, a, a... He wasn't the radio guy for a while. They had a fellow named Derek Dickey that uh, uh, fell on some health issues, so Paxson replaced him. But, like, Pax was like, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with my kids for a while. Was, yeah, he was a great commentator, too, from what I remember. Like, a real smart guy. Gave you, like... I, if I remember correctly, you know, listening as a kid, he gave you, like... Because I was a really, really cool kid, obviously, who listened to, you know, uh, basketball games on the radio <laughs> in between, you know, the parties I was always going to. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> you know, and all the sex I was having, of course, at that time. But I do remember him being, like, really insightful about uh, uh, the game and being like, wow, man, this guy is really smart. And then when he became the GM, I'm like, well, man, this is going to be great. This guy knows the game. And, you know, he knows the game, but that game is, uh, you know, Iowa State into the Sweet 16. <laughs> right, unfortunately. <laughs> that game is... is How lost to draft when you only have the station CBS. Right. <laughs> right, right. John Paxson can't even find true TV. <laughs> Kansas Duke. Kansas Duke. Kentucky Duke. Yeah, the man loves... The man. Nothing more that man loved than, like, a good, solid Big Ten senior. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, how long has Denzel Valentine been in college for? Like, five years? Perfect. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, you know, the the more they're in college, the better they are. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, that just makes sense, obviously. I mean, I I had five years of college. I'm sure I learned a lot more than even people who went just in four. Life lessons. I hope, uh, like Darnell Valentine, you are the ultimate Jerry Krause pick. (laughs) <laughs> Jerry Krause did not pick Darn or not Darnell, uh, no. but uh, you know he might as well have. Yeah. 
and uh, the Michigan State kid. Oh my God, these are all very Krausean picks. That's why I still like them. Yeah, I like Krause. Yeah, I like a good Marcus Pfizer. I, I, one of my favorite Bulls teams ever is that like 2001 Bulls team. It's awesome. Or like the 2002 Bulls teams too, where you got. I, I, I like the baby Bulls too. I like the Chandler Curry. Little Jamal Crawford in there. Yeah, any Jamal Crawford team is gonna. Yeah, make that me team happy. ruled. Like yeah. I don't care. Little Marcus right. Pfizer there. Little. Yeah. You know, yeah, that stuff's great. Little, yeah. Giving Eddie Robinson seventy million dollars or whatever. I'm cool. Hey, with it. That's fine you know, with me. It was a crazy time. <laughs> I was back in Chicago then, and uh, I got to be around that team a lot. They were ahead of the pack and letting internet.com wwhttps in, and. Uh, they were all swell, swell guys. But it was just, these guys have no interest in being part of a really good NBA team anytime soon. <laughs> they are so far away from being able, and I'm 21, and I can like, oh, this is going to take a while. But they're nice. Jamal Crawford is just an absolute gem of a person and ball player uh, from stem to stern. Okay, so I found that the team, yeah, it's the 2003 Chicago Bulls, 2002-2003 Chicago Bulls that I think are my official uh, favorite ones here. You got Jalen Rose, Danielle Marshall, Marcus Pfizer, Jamal Crawford, Eddie Curry, Eddie Robinson, a little Lonnie Baxter action for you, a little Corey Blunt, a little Dolly Bar Barga Beach. Like, yeah, we're talking, this is, this is wheelhouse Bulls for me. Yeah, they got real hot at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, I remember that team. And I was like, oh, here we go, next year, it's, things are going to work. And, yeah. Didn't quite happen. <laughs> we got Ronald Dupree the next year, so that's all right. Oh, Jordan yeah. Sprint. Chip shot. Yeah, that was a bleach bong mullet. You saw that correctly. Yeah, I, I have this game on tape. I do remember that fellow. <laughs> ah. Look at your 130th highest paid player of 95-96. <laughs> Jumping on the floor. Ah. Rich kids. Brady so this Browns. Is, this, they all love this it. Is like the, this is like second, third year for the United Center? Uh, uh, 94. 94 right? it opened. Okay. So this would be yeah, so second, second or third year, going into the third year, I think. Yeah. Okay. It's as Kelly said. It's fine. I, don't know. I never went. I never went to Chicago Stadium, so I can't really say. But. Yeah, I think my favorite Bulls team. I would have to pick the 1980 Bulls. You know, you've got uh, you've you've got Artis Gilmore still. You've got Reggie Theus. You've got Dave. You know, rookie Dave Greenwood. Um, your number two pick could have got. Uh, you know, lost the coin toss. Didn't get Magic Johnson. You got Ricky Sobers. You got Scott May. <laughs> You know, you got you got end of career Dennis Autry. You got early career Mark Landsberger. You know, who and who coached that team? You got the other Roger Brown. You know, <laughs> oh Roger Brown. Oh no, no, not that, not, no, not that no, Roger no. Brown. Yeah. No, <laughs> like oh Roger and Brown. The coach of that team, I think, was uh, we'll, we'll sell it. Jerry Sloan. It was Jerry Sloan. Yeah, that was. I think he just did one year, right? Oh, he did, he did two years. No idea. Or uh, two and a I half. I just know he had shot yeah. the black hair back then. Yeah. yeah, 81 was the year they were actually pretty good, um, 45 and 37. I think that was the last, you know, good Gilmore year. And then he got fired the next year. 
replaced by uh, Rod Thorne, who coached them for uh, 30 games that year. Former St. Louis Spirits coach. Okay, we got the yeah. URL back up. Jeb Booshler's in there for a little <laughs> fresh legs off the bench. Yeah. We're in a small lineup. Five, six, eleven, six, yeah. six, all, six, all six. All the bigs six, are probably retro by now, yeah. Good foul, John. Good foul. <laughs> Booshler was a good athlete, famously played pro volleyball, and don't he look like it? <laughs> he does. <laughs> yes. Pro volleyball, yes. for sure, yeah. He's from San Diego, right? Coach for the Knicks, I think. I think he's on Mike Miller's staff, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so this is Bushler's second year on the Bulls. Yeah. I feel, I feel like most of the bench guys came in like '95 or so. Like you know, when they obviously they they revamped the team. You know, after Jordan left in 93, you know, Jordan and Pippen are really the only players left from, you know, the original dynasty. But, I mean, you know, they, they kind of, um, other than Rodman, I, there weren't that many newcomers to the 96 team, right? They'd all they'd been there at least a year, at least yeah. the key guys. Uh, Kerr and Wennington came in 93, right before Jordan retired. Like, the, they signed him a couple weeks before Jordan retired. Uh, let's see, Bushler, like you said, was 94. Two coach was 93. Uh, they're just moving the ball. Brian Hill's starting to look ineffectual. Yeah, the only <laughs> new guy was Rodman and the, and the various spot, uh, centers. Right. Backup centers, deep backups. Longley been there since 93, 94. He's traded for Stacey King. God, this defense is good, but Penny is so nice. Yeah. Beautiful player, and his knees just exploded. Yeah, that sucks. And they they didn't know how to mess with microfracture back then, or whatever happened. And it's yeah, we were like, we had a discussion on microfracture on our last uh, live stream, and just like what a weird remember that thing that was for like like why they're like here uh, your knees hurting. All right, what we're gonna do is just take this mallet or take this chisel, we'll break it, and we're just gonna, gonna break, break it. I'm sure it's gonna go fine. They're like, is it gonna go fine? They're like, I don't know. I'm sure it will. <laughs> like, okay, well let's try it. And then everybody did it, and then everybody stopped doing it because. What I said out loud was, it encourages blood movement, but, you know, so does stabbing. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're not going to stab Amari Stoudemire to make him feel better. Right. <sighs> yeah, how many careers are robbed by microfracture? It's... And yet Stockton weirdly had it, according to Kevin Pelton. Really? But really? That's a, that's a uh, full court press for another day. Wow. Look at how long these boys are. But tiny. Oh. Oh, nice. There we go. Beautiful angular. Ooh, I, I like the I like the tie with a hat. That's a nice tie with look the hat. Yeah, that yeah, the tie yeah with a lot hat. of um, you know, several suits in the crowd. That's kind of a, a United Center thing. Is is yes. okay. We're coming over the city that works. It's a Tuesday. We're you know we're getting off work. Okay. Well, yeah, not, off not work. Yeah. I mean, I'm lower bowl get off work in yeah. a suit, money, but yeah, yeah. I've never once gone to a Bulls game without having like, I I never come home. I just go to like straight from there. I just like go to I, I arrive at work like an hour late, or I just stay and fuck around, or just drive right to the stadium. But yeah, I'm always in. I don't wear a suit and tie or whatever, but yeah, I'm always straight from work going there. Okay. I don't have time to you know go home and dilly dally. Gotta get I, to the I've never lived 
in the city big enough where he would have had to have done that, you know. <laughs> right. Well, I guess I live in Atlanta, but I didn't work in Atlanta. So I um I worked or I lived enough outside of Atlanta where um I was unlikely to go to um a game on a work day anyway. So That's, the press is working, yeah, man. Yeah, oh, that's such really, a travel. Yeah. That is such yeah. a travel. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't believe an NBA team is crumbling from a full-court press. Like, just pass yeah. it twice, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, just have a guy in the In their middle. defense, look who's pressing. That's true. That's true. Right, yeah. I, you know, easier yeah. said than done, but. Right. Who coaching Bush on the other side of that? Come on. Yeah. And. You know, outside of Penny, not not a lot of strong ball handlers on that match. No, no, not at all. Yeah, what a lot. I don't think that was like seven right windbreakers. That was like seven windbreakers yeah. in one camera <laughs> shot. There, my god. Yeah, it was quite the air for windbreakers. <laughs> I like the good windbreaker. It's unfortunate it's not uh, yeah, nine, uh, yeah, it's a nine in the past. People yeah. Yeah. windbreaker weird. weather in Chicago for like six months out of the year. Yeah, exactly. That's why I want them. Like, but people don't want them anymore. Oh, it it sucks. Sense. Yeah. I gotta wear hoodies. I get too hot in a hoodie, though. Most ineffectual coach I've ever seen up until Fred Hoiberg, Brian Hill. <laughs> yes. Just all pursed lips and crossed shoulders on the sidelines. Yeah. And we're gonna win a jump ball. Oh, two condors and albatross. Burn. Burn with the turn of phrase. Uh, now he's mad. Now Brian Hill's getting fired up. I'm still stuck on the albatross. I thought albatross was. I mean, I know. Yeah, it I don't has, know if like, that works. I don't know if that analogy works. Yeah. Meaning some, maybe right. albatross means Phoenix this whole time. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Condor, I kind of know. Yeah, the condors. I, yeah. The albatross usually is a negative, not a positive, but. I appreciate the attempt. It was colorful, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah man, we saw him. Mastodon at House of Blues. Oh, who opened for him? Two condors and an albatross. <laughs> <laughs> Stoner fuzz for 45 minutes. It was great. Yeah. I love this lineup for Chicago. Yeah, Bushler's really, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Bushler's really changed the game here. There's Joe Wolf, whom uh, yeah. Michael Jordan wanted to make the Chicago Bowl because he went to North Carolina. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, for all the shit that Jerry Cross gets, if he listened to Michael Jordan on like a, like forty five percent of the guys that Michael Jordan wanted, can you imagine what that Bulls team yeah. would look like? Uh, for, who's the man? I'm blanking on the one name that he tried for, for like ten years and Cross. Well, like, no. Walter Davis is Walter that Davis. Name. That's exactly what was. Yeah, like the you. only guy that the guy that really set Jordan off that they didn't get uh, and plug your ears uh, was Danny Ainge. Oh. They had a chance to get Danny Ainge around the time. I don't know if it was when he was traded to Sacramento or when Sacramento was trading him to Portland, but there was a chance. I think it was that one that Chicago so could get him, and yeah. uh, they didn't put it together. And he's like, 
Dude, it's, uh, yeah, it's Danny Ainge and Dennis what Rodman. What the is. fuck? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what? You see this motherfucker right here? <laughs> he snuck into the... <laughs> Those are for after the game, Dennis. <laughs> He's already scam. he's busting into Whoa. the Mondos already. The Mondos are for afterwards. Right. Yeah. The, the don't get Mondos are for after the game. Lead, you know. Yeah. I've never seen an NBA player just pile drive a giant orange slice. <laughs> a Godfather sized orange slice. <laughs> there. Yeah. The slice that took down Marlon Brando. <laughs> Is Shaq, like, where the hell is Shaq? <laughs> what happened here? Well, he's got to rest at some point. You know? I guess, but I, I yeah, I think we're like two. Oh, beginning of the quarter. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And another chance to tie. They had a chance at the end of the quarter. Harper. Oh. Shoved by the cag. Oh, getting chippy. Yeah, that's. Kakak looks like when you don't hire Michael Jordan's signing company, John Kakak comes like you can't you can't quite afford Jordan's one. So this guy uses a little cheaper parts and the labor. You're not quite sure where they come from. Why did someone drive you here? They're they're making note of Kakak lipping. Usually hours are seven to three, but I like to flip that around seven p.m. <laughs> three a.m. Like contact industries, we like to do things a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he really is limping. Yeah. Anytime you can get a limping tall white man in the game, you got to find a way to do yeah. that. So. <laughs> Brian, he's limping for God's sake. It's like... Yeah. They had. David Vaughn, a, a nominal power, you know, just your your prototype power forward of the era, 6'10". They had him on the bench. He was a rookie, or maybe he was second year. Uh, Bulls would later trade for him a couple yeah, years later, the Jason Caffey trade. Yeah. Uh, but, like, he could play NBA basketball. I don't know if he, if he would push Ron Harper out of bounds as well as Conkak did, but, like, they didn't have to <laughs> go two centers at a time. Right, especially when basically they're the only two centers in the game, you know, for for the team. Oh, Tony. Tony. Bulls were on that Paul Pierce play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tie ball game. Ruh, ruh. I mean, what's Joe Wolf doing, you know? Got to, you know, I mean, him seriously, out. he could pop a jumper way better than Contact could. And, and it, you know, he played a fair amount of minutes alongside Shaq in the early going. Yeah. I think. Nick Aaronson cannot buy a bucket, man. Jeez, he was like—I think he was like—I think they showed it before. He was like one of seven or one of nine in the uh, <laughs> the previous game, and man, he's had like three wide open threes that are just terrible replay. But that's all right. <laughs> yeah, they, there's a, a shot of him on uh, Sports Channel Chicago. Of Dennis Scott, I'm trying to find. So I don't. Rem I luckily I don't think 
They got rid of the fake Blues Brothers a while ago. Yes. That may have been the last one of them, because the first times I started going to games, that time I started going to games was 2000, 2001. I don't remember any fake Jim Belushi nonsense. I'm sure the Belushi family lawsuit hit well before then. So this was late era fake Bulls Brothers. So, you know, we talked about Rodman, of course, you know, being high risk reward when he came to the team before this season. But, you know, another guy who people I think has kind of forgotten about that, you know, was, you know, very talented, but also kind of considered a malcontent and sort of considered a risk was Harper. I mean, he definitely had, you know, big issues, um, you know, with the Clippers. And, and, you know, you take that with a little bit of a grain of salt because it's, um, you know, Dowd Sterling and the, and the Clippers. But, um, you know, he definitely didn't have like the best reputation going in, despite you know being an incredible player. He was. It was. It was just a get. Like you said, it was a given. But every free agent that went through the Clippers was going to say something in the press in his last year about how much it stuck to be on this team. So it, when he did it, when Ron Harper did it in his year, no one batted an eye. Uh, but he was old and out of shape and didn't understand the triangle. Uh, but he worked his tail off. He is to my to this day my favorite uh, basketball player. Uh, uh, I have a niece named Harper, whom I I, I reflect upon uh, 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 fondly when I when I watch him. He just he got in shape. He learned the game. He just did whatever it took. He didn't care about stats. He didn't care about minutes. He didn't care about shots. He just uh, you know all the stuff you want in a guy who's uh, going to be the focal point of the defense and the guy that pushes the offense. He was their de facto point guard when Scottie Pippen had to be a scoring slashing normal orthodox small forward and uh yeah i'm, I'm a, and he just guarded everyone in this game he's going to guard hardaway anderson dennis scott uh it was just perfect for this team it took a it took a year but he was perfect and uh i yeah i i just love ron harper he's he's forever my guy yeah and, and harper of course you know was one of those guys who you know made the transition from you know pretty much you know star player focal point you know mm-hmm fairly significant scorer to, you know, becoming a really strong role player, you know, it's similar in the, you know, Andre Iguodala mold, um, you know, with, with the Warriors later on. And obviously injuries played a part in that, but obviously, you know, um, you know, the, the, the team as well, obviously, you know, made that as well. So. Yeah. Perfect. That's exactly what it was. Just uh, teams would kill the bulls. Steve Kerr would be out there and it's just, God, please. But I know Ron Harper cannot hit a shot. I get it, but put him back in. Mookie right. Blaylock is killing us. There's your little triangle. Boop. Yep. So pulls up by three now, of course. Orlando one of eight in the quarter. Yes. <laughs> And Shaq definitely has not been involved nearly as much um, this half. He get the ball, and Luke is guarding him. Yeah, six foot six. After this game, it was with Rodman. It was just this is it. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, he might flake out next year, and he did. But whatever you got, bring Struck. 
He's going to put his chin, as we saw earlier, on the line up against Shaq. Right. Just, yes. If he hangs out yeah, in the lamest cards in Chicago. <laughs> against a, a big guy that obviously increases a lot of the options the you know the Bulls have to you know have flexibility in the lineups and so forth. Yeah, cuz they're going at the end of the day it was the 90s and someone was going to throw a jump hook and you needed someone down there with their arm out to try and guard it. Yeah. And if uh, Luke was not going to be the guy. Yeah, let me read it right. Dennis Robin went to some of the broiest bars. Uh, a huge supporter uh, of of the community, but like when he wanted to Jack Haley it up and just uh, party like a frat boy, just just some of the lamest bars. But, uh, <laughs> well, what were the bars down there? I may have uh, found myself at some of these lame ass establishments at some point. Oh yeah, certainly myself as well. I think I saw a, a Steely Dan tribute band at the Excalibur. Oh god, the Excalibur. 2002, <laughs> top of the tap, top. <sighs> I like that Excalibur has changed hands like 19 times and it's still just like the next guy is like, you know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to put a club. And it's like, all right, dude, like, the last 17 clubs have, have failed. Like, what is different about yours? It's like, it's Moroccan themed or whatever. It's just like a different like, dumb theme every single time. It's like, and it still smells like Drakkar Noir yeah, no matter what. We're still going to serve underage people, but it's going to be Moroccan this time. It's like, okay, well, maybe, it will, maybe it'll work. So. Is that yeah? That's Randy Brown. Yeah, Chicago and Randy I Brown. I love Randy Brown, man. I was I was a huge Randy Brown fan uh, as a, as a kid. I don't know I don't know why, but I fucking love Randy Brown. I think I thought he was better than he was, but I don't know. I like to look at the hustle there. That you know. He looked badass. He looked like a member of Black Street, so I think that's why I liked him too. So <laughs> looked like Teddy Riley. So that's like wow, wow. I think that's mostly why I liked him. But wow, wow. I mean, that was the song of the year. <laughs> that era. may have been it. Yeah. That may have been the entire criteria is he looks yeah. like Teddy Riley, but that's hey. enough. That's enough. Fair enough. <laughs> He's getting guarded by the guy from No Diggity. Hey. <laughs> right? yeah. Hey. Play some basketball. Yeah. Uh, NBA coaches always uh, at home. You'll see they want to be uh, on their side of the, on the side of the defense in the second half, and Phil Jackson is no exception to that. He wants to be watching his team play defense when it counts the most. Yeah. There you go. Just shove Shaq <laughs> and then front him, and that's what you had to do to survive, man. Yeah. Hey, Randy Brown. Yeah, uh, there it is. A little standing yeah. O. Yeah, that was me giving him a standing O at home, too. Yeah. Contributed uh, contributed uh, two points in one minute. Uh, Damn you know. right. Goddamn right he did. Yeah, like the whole game would have had 96. <laughs> right, per 36. His numbers are yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, <laughs> hell per, yeah. that's hell for 48 right there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> long Level three there. players have an excuse to shoot a three. We have an update on the John Sally uh, goggles, too. It turns out they're tinted. Oh, These hell are no. tinted goggles we're looking wow. at. Interesting. He is. Uh, Maybe the United Center uh, bothered him a little bit, you know? Could be. Anticipating, uh, was it Pop? U2 Pop Mart from uh, a year or two after this? Sure. 
anticipating the edge, the look the edge would take on for the next 16 years of his life. Right. And Steve Kerr's going to leave. I love it. Even Steve Kerr's up. Yeah. They're running three different guys that Brian shot in the quarter. <laughs> they still can't get it to Shaq. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, lots of bodies there. I haven't got that one. Oh, weird. Weird. Shaq gets the ball on it. Horace yeah. knows. Horace knows the score. <laughs> no, Danny. He should not have passed it to the open Dennis Scott. Get out of here. Dennis Scott just missed like five straight threes. Get out of here. Danny Ainge. Go almost make a trade, you bum. <laughs> so Orlando did what we said and went small, but now they just can't get a goddamn rebound to save their lives, which is an unfortunate... They're, they're screwed here. They go small, they go big, they can't get the ball up the court. They go small, they can't get a rebound. It's, uh, yeah. Not great. Daryl Armstrong is not on the playoff roster. He would help here. They have yes. Thompson on their bench, but he's not a ball handler. He's more like a, a six foot four guy that plays like, like a Hoiberg type. You wouldn't trust Hoiberg to bring the ball up. Was this Armstrong's rookie year? Uh, uh, no, he, he played three years, uh, three games the previous year. Okay, um, so I mean, essentially, yes. I mean, he's you know, um, what was barely his, his horrendous league. dunk contest. Was that the next year after this? That like next year, yeah. yeah like, Daryl Armstrong, yeah. and it's like, oh, yeah, that, okay. Ninety-seven was the first year that he played significant minutes, and then it took until ninety-nine for anyone to kind of figure out, like, hey, he's actually like pretty good. <laughs> and he was thirty by then. Fourteen points for this, Robin. Yeah, it feels like we could just do that every time, guys. Like, just maybe let's do that more. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. (laughs) We'll spread offense here. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a triangle. Just a a, like a Houston Rockets. Just (laughs) like everybody standing at the three point line type thing. I like it. Oh, Phil almost got up. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Not all the way, but. That's definitely goaltending, but that's fine. <laughs> it's fine with me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Brian Shaw not have much luck, I feel like. No, he's really, yeah. Oh, yeah. Offensive foul. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, look at that stash. Got, got oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. Sweater tucked into the khakis with a huge stash, man. What oh, a, what a wow. I think that was Bill yeah. Watterson. Poor Shaq. Yeah. Shaq apologist right there. <laughs> Danny, Danny just trying Danny to free H. his arm. Yeah. Yeah. As he's, yeah. I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah. Go sign him. 18 years later. <laughs> yes. And Chicago took the lead, which they now relinquished again. And with 321 in regulation, Orlando leading by two points. So, as a Bulls fan at this point, how cathartic is 
are, are these moments, you know, when it's becoming clear that the, uh, the Bulls are going to win the series and the Bulls um, are going to move on the, the finals for, you know, losing in 95, which I, I think um, kind of gets forgotten a little bit that the um, – the magic did beat the bulls in, in 95. And again, it kind of looked at the, at the time, like, okay, maybe the magic are going to be the team for the rest of the decade. But, um, and of course, I quickly things change, but how cathartic was it for the bulls to be able to, um, to take the magic out here? It, it wasn't cathartic for another few days. It wasn't until that Saturday in game three, where they finally pinned them down three right. Oh, Orlando and Shaq. I, I, I can't overestimate what a load he was. It, uh, he was such a, a, a transcendent, dominant player. And they had a great team behind him. Yeah. And they hit the Bulls where it, where it hurt in a lot of ways. But, you know, Chicago spent... Oh, that, oh that was Brian Knobs. That was Brian definitely Nobbs. Brian Knobs. 100% that was Brian, Brian Nobbs. Holy oh. shit. Wrestling, uh, wrestling fame. <laughs> Maybe he's Sky and Rodman here, you know? Yeah, God, I would yeah. love to see a Brian Knobs and Dennis Rodman hitting the town. Yeah. That would Even be... on a Tuesday, they uh, they found Maybe a way. Yeah, sure. right. <laughs> Go yeah. scout him, but, but try to fit in. Try, try, try to be, you know, try to be sleuthy about it. Don't, try, right. don't stand out. Yeah. We don't want anyone to know that we're the word. Well, okay, you got it, guys. stand out with that mullet, you know, Erica. That's a, that, that's a tough one, you know. God, they can't even... Oh, Randy Brown. Oh, look at that. I got to see what the nasty boys were doing. I, I got to see if there was like a nitro taping the night before or something. All right, so the no. nasty boys were solidly in. They credit him for a minute. I'm pretty sure this is a Tuesday game. So wherever that lines up in the. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some sleuthing here to find out if. Uh, Wrestleverse. Yeah, when, what, what the nitro, where that was the day before or whatever. So. Gosh, you know what? Three, I bet. Three oh, um, yeah. Um, so they were in Monroe, Louisiana, but uh, it does not appear the Nasty Boys were on that show. So it's okay. They, they could have taken a week off and went. The Nasty that, Boys in NWC at that point. They were, yeah. They were weirdly okay. still kind of hanging around there at okay. that point. Kelly, if you, if you don't know, the Jackson uh, have wrestling podcasts and uh, have, I have a. Um, have knowledge about the world of wrestling and, and recently did an episode on uh, one of Dennis Rodman's wrestling matches against the Macho Man Randy Savage. So, a subject of interest to us. Was that the was that the ninety eight or ninety? What year was that? That was the, the one against Randy Savage was ninety nine. Ninety nine. Oh, so it was after all that. Oh, wow. yeah. He, he he did one in ninety seven. He did one in ninety eight during the summer. He he did. Um, Two tag matches with 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 Hogan, and then ninety nine oh, tag matches with Hogan. Against, against Savage. Yeah, that must have been the most nineteen ninety nine viewing that anyone's ever viewed. <laughs> it, it, it certainly was, and wrestling was not good in nineteen ninety nine. It was very popular, but but it was um, creatively it was very it had gotten very bad. Um, oh, art and commerce, man! What are you gonna do, art and yeah, commerce? Exactly, but 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 Rodman acquitted himself much better in that match than in any other wrestling appearance that I've ever seen him in. I, I will say he, he did a much better job and actually it was a relatively entertaining match given the context. Where was it held? It was in Sturgis, South Dakota at the uh, Sturgis bike rally. Oh, well, there you go. There you yeah. go. There you go. Get yeah. him drunk early in the night on beer 
you know, the next yeah. day he's always based, you know, okay, I get it. Yeah. Sturgis is a good atmosphere for him yeah. to, to, to be at his best. Turns out there's more Chicago in Sturgis than there was in San Antonio. Okay, so I've done some I've done some sleuthing here. Whenever you're ready, I can. Uh... All right, Rich, go ahead. Uh, so there's a Get recent there, recent article from uh, from the one and only Casey Johnson uh, a few days ago. It says uh, Dennis Rodman listened to the question, thought about it for a second, and then started brushing his teeth. After all, he had to catch up with World Championship Wrestling members Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags, who had just declared the Bulls forward an honorary Nasty Boy. Reporters' notes from 24 years ago don't shed much enlightenment on what the, what such a title signifies. But if Rodman practiced hygiene for it, this is, after all, a player who, uh, th- th- whatever. Okay. Uh, before a recent rebroadcast of the Bulls' 1996 title run, which continues Sunday, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so Casey Johnson was looking back at his notes from the 1996 Bulls title run and found out that Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags had declared him an honorary nasty boy. Ah. So I think they just, like, fucking <laughs> toured with the Bulls and yes. went and partied with Dennis Rodman, which is fantastic. Yeah. Incredible. Right. And, and- Wrestling uh, wrestling fans of the period know that Brian Nobbs in real life was very close with Hulk Hogan. So yes. presumably um, that may have been where um, the connection, the connection yeah, yeah. Hogan and WCW oh, was man. made. So we're witnessing history on many levels here. Either way, Florida was involved at some point. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately sure Florida was involved yes. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I mean, that's not a team that's going to win a game. No, they look low. They do not look, um, they look defeated. That's not a team that's like, let's get back to Orlando and get this right. Yeah, they're done. Yeah, they're like, well, we're fucked. Like, this is over, guys. Back it in. Yeah. Yeah, Penny looks like he wants out. Like, he, he, yeah, he knows this is over. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I certainly are the check is going, you know. How well known that was, you know. Oh, the trap's back. That was a four-point game with Dennis Robin at the line and 80 seconds left to go, and these guys are acting like someone told Shaq he had to leave. Yeah. We're still having a real tough time getting Shaquille O'Neal the ball when he's being guarded right. by Luke well, Longley. Shaquille the ball a lot, too. And I, and I get that, yeah. you know, Harley can't do it the whole time, but I – it seems like the guy who you'd want yeah, to put the ball in Penny's hands for God's sakes. Yeah. Now he knows it too. He's like, this is bullshit. This guy yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Phoenix. This will be a lot better. Right. That'll be a lot better. Yeah. Then a Scott. And oh God. What are we doing? <laughs> you idiots. Ideal possession there. Yeah. Just retire. Just quit now. Yeah. Oh, Penny knows. Yeah. Penny knows this is bullshit. <laughs> Uh, Michael's got some cramps. Yeah, probably dehydrated. It's all right. Yeah. The best of us. That was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was out with Robin the Nasty Boys. Yeah, he was probably. Yeah. They showed him earlier icing down his calves. Yeah. Yeah. First full year back. Yeah. Why, well, you know, one of the most amazing things is, did, did he not, he played 82 games all three of those years? Uh, yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah, which is you know at his age and you know after the baseball experience um, to you know maintain that the whole the whole time is you know uh, you know adds a notch to his resume. I would say Orlando missed a chance to take a, a, an intentional foul on Dennis Rodman. Right, 
Dennis Rodman has been kicking your ass all night. You get a free shot at him with the ball, and you don't take it. Yeah. That's a level of engagement I can't get behind. Right. And neither can Brian Hill's pursed lips. No. <laughs> He's very disappointed. Oh, I found a wall, though. He's not mad. He's disappointed. Oh, no. Oh, Nick Anderson. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just seems mean. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, got oh, it. Oh, yeah, there it okay. is. Look at that. They oh, the Shannon Horst. next to assistant coach slash backup center Tree Rollins. <laughs> Played several games that year, I believe. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Oh, Nick. Atlanta Hawks legend. Of course, uh, Tree had, uh, had several stops, I think, at that point. But There you go. Two, two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. That's, that's, I believe that's what uh, Meatloaf was singing about, in fact, when he said that. <laughs> I love Orlando trying to press, just fucking yeah. failing miserably and just really, allowing, yeah. like, <laughs> got a half-ass in the just press. wasting yeah. 15 yeah. seconds every single yeah. time. Like, you right. stink. We're going to press a transcendent three-point shooter, <laughs> greatest ever, Michael yeah. Jordan, Scottie Pippen. And uh, the guy that they called Magic Johnson of the overseas. Yeah. We're going to press all those guys. But Luke Longley's out there. He's a center. Those guys were made of gold back then. Look at that mullet clapping. Everyone's on the twos and fours in Chicago right now. Yeah. <laughs> How do you foul out a small forward? McCack not happy. Yeah, you should be fouling out. <laughs> why is Penny? Why does Penny have... Right. Come on. MVP chance. I mean, it wasn't cathartic because we watched it. They, they. Yeah, it wasn't Orlando like yeah. Orlando whooped them for for twenty five minutes in this game. Mm -hmm. Right. And then went and, completely away from what worked, and then yeah, had no answer for yeah anything. But it was there, and it's and uh, game three, Jordan, I think, got 40. No, Jordan got 45 points in game four. But game three, they just uh, they just destroyed him. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, – it was that, that's who they were after. It was an obvious villain. Chicago hadn't had one of those in what felt like ages, but it had only really been five years since Detroit. Uh, but to have a uh, a target to shoot after all year uh, was was only part of the appeal, and like we said, it, that it was such an unappealing expansion of uh, pinstripes and and knickknacks <laughs> team like Orlando was just uh, you know made it all it, it made it nicer, right? Yeah, certainly. The Magic were the epitome of the new NBA in in many ways. With uh, you know the the gaudy new looks, the fact that they were a new franchise without a history. You know um, the fact that they had two of the young stars, and they definitely had you know a brash attitude. Um, you know this is in in some respects you know is very much a 
you know, older regard versus newer regard type type battle. You know, Jordan kind of representing one generation and one school of thought, and the Magic representing another one. But you know, whether that reflects a reality or not, it was that was an easy story to paint. Yeah, because it was accurate, and uh, and you know, the old guard is picking them up at ninety two feet in this game. Yeah, that's that's the best part. That's this game is just the most dominant half of basketball I can I can recall just based on how great Orlando was. That's a sixty win team. They had talent of a team, you know, that 60-win team was Shaq missing 28 games. It was such a good and talented team. And to just make them look foolish right. like that, not just beaten, but foolish, was, uh, it was, it was profound. What's up, GP? Oh, boy. Nancy oh, going on there, yeah. Gentleman from the Moody Blues. It was always fun coming back from timeout in these games because you never knew if, if Rodman picked up a second technical in the break. <laughs> right. While we were gone, destroyed them. And Orlando, really Orlando was not a was not a bad turnover team. They were a great turnover team. And they're just killing Horace Grant right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Horace is like, no income tax in Florida. No income tax in Florida. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. That was the chant. Okay. This is our last telecast uh, for Danny and me, our first year together. And we want to thank our producer, Mike Burke, for all the fun. Vern and Danny are saying goodbye. Yeah, they're done. Yeah. Associate Director Joe Vincius. Good team. I, I liked I liked the combo. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah I always love Vern. Yeah. Yeah, Vern's good, and and Danny's fine. You know, uh, all, all the uh, teasing I do about Danny, he, I, the commentary, I think he was fine. Doc Rivers was fine on this team. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else they had this particular year. Because this is their lead lineup, I believe. But, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Ernie was just like he was back then, uh, you know, right now. It was it – was, the set was in and out. Gosh, couldn't, what a team. Couldn't even get a shot off. <laughs> they didn't yeah. have a timeout to even get a shot, just, man. Just no. Yeah, I, you know, um, I mean, this, I think, you know, the defensive performance in the second half in particular is a good indication of illustration of, you know, how special they really yeah. were. Obviously, you know, the, the numbers speak themselves, 72 and and 10, you know, one of the greatest teams of all time, if not the greatest team of all time. Um, and and they just really, when they turned it up, facing off against a really, you know, talented Orlando team, a, a team that was really good and effective and rising. And, you know, people thought, you know, could crack into the cream of the crop of the NBA. The Bulls just, pr- you know, pretty much destroyed them. Just took them out of the picture. Yeah. Jordan 17 and the third. I don't remember buckets from him. All I remember is him just getting up at people's faces and causing turnovers. Like, I don't remember the 17 knocking him in. I, I just remember that defense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, anyway, you're right. It was all it was all defense. It was all transition. It was very little of, you know, Jordan is isolating and you're trying to, trying to create a shot. It, it was, you know, it was um, – it was very much 
you know, just just great defensive transition. Well, we've been joined by Scotty Pippen. Danny just made the point, Scotty, that he hadn't seen a better defensive effort in years in that second half from you guys. So, Rich, any uh, any more uh, any final thoughts here? Not really. Yeah, it was, it was it was an impressive game to watch, and it's one that you know we we picked, and I hadn't seen in in I don't know if I've ever actually seen this entire game. And when we picked it, I said, "Oh wow, it's a close game. It's like hard fought." And like you watch it here, and it's just like man, like the Bulls felt like from that third quarter on that they just dominated it. And, and I'm glad it was that way too. For the for the record, I'm, it's like I'm not I'm not disappointed by the game. I think I love that you see a team go in the half leading by whatever they led by 18 or whatever it was. Uh, and just like, yeah, just slowly get decimated. And, and you look at the final score and you think it's a lot closer. But at no point over the last eight minutes did you think that the Bulls had any, or the, the, the Magic had any chance of winning this game. Like, it was over. Like, you know, Kelly mentioned it. Like, halfway through the third, you're like, oh, they're done. This team is so done. Uh, and I think it's really cool to watch that and see this team that would go on to, you know, become the best, you know, the best regular season of all time, team of all time with the 72 wins and then win the championship to kind of cap it off. And you see it here and it's like, wow. Yeah, this was just a, a very special team and a team that was just ready to go and, and, and ready to win that title and, and, and really redeem themselves after some disappointment, you know, the prior years. So, uh, and it tells the story of the magic too, as they're kind of, their window is going to close now very rapidly, almost by the halftime of this game, uh, just going to close and, and, and yeah, it's, it's cool to watch. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, uh, watching that game and, and yeah, it was a good, uh, little peek in, in history and everyone's mad about the bulls right now. So it's, it's cool. Like yeah. mad in a good way in terms of like, not mad at the bulls, mad about the bulls right now. So good to, good to watch some classic bulls games too. So it's it's very primal basic basketball especially in that third quarter that's what makes it such a satisfying watch for me i can go back to it i haven't watched it in a while but uh it was my, one of my favorite games to rewatch growing up because it was just this is how you dominate people that that aren't up for to get hit right now this is how you take care of them uh it was it was <laughs> it gets more shocking the more and more you peel back the onion layers it, it's it's such a dominant performance and uh, there's your boy. Oh, yeah. there it is. Brian Nas, baby. Yeah. Hell yeah. Brian Nas, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. I'm so glad we found that out. Yeah. So, Kelly, uh, any uh, any plugs you'd like to uh, give or anything you'd like to share with the listeners? Uh, yeah. Check out. Uh, we're just we're, – we're covering the last dance at my place called The Second Arrangement. Just It's a Substack newsletter. Uh, just check me out on Twitter. I'm KD – on hoops kdon hoops on twitter uh and it's a subscription site where basically we're we're, we're covering all the last dance stuff we're taking care of the bits and pieces that the last dance kind of didn't have time for we're going to anticipate each new episode we're, we're going all in on this we're also at the same time currently uh going through every game of jordan's comeback game by game using old anecdotes old clips re-watching games finding old newspaper pieces uh, just a good, fun way to waste time in front of your laptop. Uh, I know we're doing right now. We're in 1995. We're in the come to the first. Uh, I'm back here where he's worn number 45, and uh, we're going to be going as long as we can on that. Just because uh, this is my uh, wagon wheelhouse, so I'm having a I'm having the time of my life with it. Uh, yeah, so just call me out on Twitter and uh, have fun with uh, the the links that show up there. Thank you so much, Kelly. And, you know, on a personal I know Richard feels the same way. I, I know we've both been reading your work for um, a long time since, you know, the early days of Ball Don't Lie yeah. and you know, all the great stuff that you've um, done. And I, I think you've just done a, a wonderful job of uh, contributing a lot of interesting ideas, a lot of interesting writing about the NBA that I've learned so much from over the years. So I want to express my appreciation for that. And, Absolutely. Um, and, oh, uh, cheers, man. Appreciate it. 
it's it's a wonderful it's you know it, it keeps me bubbly and sparkly and i watch it when i want to fall asleep to something at night it's uh it keeps you coming back to stave off nature at a tooth and claw and uh you know i'm glad that people are uh, having as much fun with these old games as i am and so yeah everyone of course you know check out um kelly stuff catch up check out the second arrangement also uh you can find us at uh, fansided.com uh, you, you can find us also, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to uh, podcasts, pretty much just search for Over and Back. We're also on Twitter and Facebook at Over and Back NBA. So thanks for listening and we're back again soon.